Hello and welcome to episode 407 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt and joining me, as always, is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. Our very own John Boy Walton, Tony Esmond. <laughs> that was a nice little reference off Gat of Mike, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm surprised you two youngsters got it. Very wholesome. Yes, oh, well, oh, that's lovely. We had a really professional moment, like just before we started recording, and then I ruined it by fluffing up the intro that you'll never hear. Um, but still, we've got an in- uh, the whole crew are here today. Oh, no, actually, one, two, three. actually, there's someone else here. Yes, uh, yes, indeed. I guess they're going to have to be here for the entire episode. I guess as we chat comics and artwork. It seems to be. He's walked in off the streets. It's the creator of the Penguins and one hell of a comics aficionado himself. Friend of the show, Alan Henderson. Hello, sir. I think I'm on the wrong show, am I? So, uh, <laughs> don't, don't we normally talk about something else? But yeah. yeah, yeah. we normally rabbit on about something yeah. else. Yeah. What, what <laughs> are you Good to have you out. Good to have you out. <laughs> Tony, yeah. are you seeing people behind our back? Is that what you're saying? Is this... Oh, don't be like that, darling. funny it's all it's all making sense now you know i was like when he got with me baby (laughs) (laughs) i have a question for you though vince from that off-air comment how many is too many yeah good point actually how many is too many i reckon well it all depends on three diameter oh good shout yeah yeah four five that's true four five four five Four or five. Wow, look at you. Yeah. 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 Much like, I mean, how many comics do you read at a time? Four or five? What's the most comics you've ever read? Don't pretend that's what we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) This is a comic book show, Tony. I know. Very, very professional. What's the most comics you've ever read in one one go? One go or one day? One go. go, In one sitting. Oh. There's a question. Yeah. It's easier when you get you've got like an omnibus in front of you or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But take away omnibuses. Just say you you sat down. And you're like, oh, I got my weekly comics, like a pile of little comics. I'm gonna sit down with a drink and I'm just gonna read a few issues. How many issues do you read in that? I, I know I know what this is for me recently because I keep in a record. But you two other guys speak first. Last time I got a call list, I think I had about six or seven, and I just blazed through all of them. To be yeah. fair, that isn't much of an undertaking. One, one after like, the other. When they're like 21 pages each, it's not really... <laughs> and there's not many words. <laughs> yeah. Gignar, Kasplak, Pal, etc. Who were... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it, it comes I, can, I, I was going to say, I can think of a, a day off sick where you're stuck in bed for the day and just sat yeah. and read maybe about 20. You know, <clears> just <throat> off the to-be-read pile one after another just to, to go through. Yeah, again, I said 20. It, 20 is what I'm going with it. Uh, yeah. Some of it depends wow. as well. If you've saved up a mini series and you just go, I'm just going to get through this. Yeah. yeah. Um, you if you buy a nice little it. run of issues at a mart or something like that, yeah. then you can yeah. easily do that, you know. Yeah. I reckon. I think I think that's when you probably like, like say, you chew through some issues. I mean, I've certainly, I've read some digital issues. I'm like, right, I need to get the next issue now. Straight away. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. just, I'm just chewing through it. But separate stories, maybe that slows down the pace a little bit more. You know I mean? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. because they cram more story in yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's easier to read a long run of comics these days because sometimes they go on for like 12 issues, don't they, the story? Yeah. You know, back in yeah. the time, I was reading a couple of old yeah. issues of The Defenders today, and it's like one story, an issue, and you're like, okay, that's a cool yeah. 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 All good stuff, though. Yeah. And do you, do you know mm, where else you can find loads of great comics? You can read as many as you like there. You can read as many as you like. Our lovely sponsors, Comic House. 
Yes, the indie comic marketplace that we love. They love indie comics just <laughs> as much as we do and as much as you do. So go to comichouse.com, find out. There's a huge selection of titles available on their database, and you can find out more about them. And if you self-publish, it's another avenue for you to get your work out there. But they also have a digital app. We'll be talking a little bit about digital in some ways in our topic, which we haven't Indeed. discussed yet. But mm. we'll, I'll do the intro in a bit. Um, <laughs> but for only £3 a month, basically like Netflix for comics, you get access to an enorbus. An enorbus? Enorbus. An enorbus. <laughs> new word. Enorbus. <laughs> write it down. It was discovered this day and we're copywriting it. Um, an enormous library of digital indie comics. And you can read as many as you want. You know, perhaps you're, perhaps you're ill, perhaps you're just you're just waiting for the bus or something. You can just churn through loads of comics. Well, we've all done it. I mean, sometimes when I'm on like a train journey or a, just travel is a great time to read comics sometimes. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Train. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and if you go to Comic House and join their app, you can read lo- and discover loads of great new independent voices. I'll tell you what's a good place to read comics is on a plane because you haven't got a phone to look at. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. No yeah. distractions. Am I right thinking uh, the Penguins can be found on Comixology? Comixology? Comics House, sorry. Comics House. Fucking hell, how many years? Yeah, A number of the books. I'll bring you back, Dan, don't worry. A number of the books can be found on Comic House. Um, I need to put the last one up yet, because um, time has probably now passed since the Kickstarter. I always like to leave time between a Kickstarter and putting yeah. things on the comic house. Yeah. I think it's only, only fair for those that have um, paid the money. Uh, so I'll need to get um, what next up. But um, yeah, you can certainly read several several thousand comic strips on, uh, from the Pentagon up there if you wish. There you go. That's there good. Go. I did loud. think today, I wonder what the process of putting Vanguard back on uh, Amazon. And I thought, oh, I can't be fucking bothered. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's not enough hours in a day. What a pro. About that. Yeah, yeah, no, don't worry yeah. about that. I wonder where that was going. And then yeah. it sort of abruptly ended. Yeah. yeah. Just... <laughs> so, so there's that, I've got limited time on this earth and trying to navigate through that. Don't say that, Dan. Going. You're going to be around no, forever. Oh, Dan, don't make us sad. The, uh, I was looking on it today, actually, funny enough. The sales on there have gone shit, haven't they? Oh, rubbish now. Yeah, yeah. they just just absolutely fucking nixed it, didn't they? And then... Yeah. What were we talking about? Com- Comixology. Comixology. Oh, right. Well, never mind them. Get Comic House. Go to comichouse.com yeah. and find yeah. out more about a 14-day free trial and get the app. Because it's brilliant. And thanks to the Comic House guys for supporting us as always. I was on there today, reading comics on there today. There you go. There you go. And you all should too as well. So, speaking of comics, we're just going to get straight into it this week. There's a reason Mm. Alan's here. He he does have a mind for comics. He's got an eye for great comic artwork. And the medium of comic books... And in that drive. (laughs) 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 The medium of comic books is a... Is of course close to all our hearts, and if you listen to this, it's close to your heart too. What would the medium be without its artwork and artists? Well, it'd just be prose, so it'd be a completely different medium. But that's mm. by the by. Uh, and we all have those artists whose work we love, and some of us are lucky enough to own some of their pages, which is both awesome, inspiring, and it also inspires jealousy in other people that don't have those pages. <laughs> which we'll probably get onto that as well, because this week. We're going to be focusing on the uh, the the entire world of original comic artwork. Now we'll be discussing some original pages, um, dealers, um, probably commissions, all kinds of things. Um, and Al has quite a collection himself. We've been privy to see some of the stuff he, he's got, and it's 
absolutely amazing. Um, but to start us off, you're in it. It's not. You know, if you've seen it, you're, you're both in it. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm blushing. Um, well, you know, I've I've single handedly devalued Alan's collection uh, by quite quite a margin. But no, in, in all seriousness, um, there are of course some listeners out there um, who have never really bought original artwork, and especially with. Uh, modern comics as they are and we've talked about digital artwork and the way things are going etc um, there are of course artists who still love the the pen and ink the pen and paper the brush the the collage the go ash all of that the, the paint it's wonderful stuff but there are some comic readers who know nothing about the comic art the original comic art world yeah now I know. Well, firstly, it's a it's a great place to go if you just want to get rid of your money. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> well, the, the things we're going to be talking about are not necessarily. Yeah, you can just pop down the pop down the road and just pick up some. You know, some of this is, and we we've been having a WhatsApp conversation. Uh, you know, Tony and Al have been sharing articles with us all over the shop, and we've been looking at some amazing stuff. Um, but yes, it is quite a chunk of cheddar. That some people are willing to spend. Um, yeah, but should I? Should we have? There's, there's a spectrum. There's a spectrum. Yeah. yeah, there is. That's true, mate. How about how about this then? We do. I'm going to challenge. I think Al will probably know this because I think we've talked about this, Al. But um, <clears throat> the the a, a Dark Knight Returns cover, OA original art. How much did it go for? Vince and Dan get the nearest. What Fuck. is what is it? What it's are the we... one with the lightning strike yeah. through the so, shadow. So it's just yeah. ink. Um, is it, Blue um, coloured, coloured piece of work. Yeah, it's a coloured piece. Oh god! Yeah. I want to say I might be completely off base here, but uh, fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Add another zero at the end. Fucking hell! Two point four million. And another. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Two point two point four million. I couldn't read how you reacted to that because I didn't. I wasn't sure whether to go lower or higher. <laughs> but I never I would in... have gotten that number. No way. God. Okay. Now. And then you know you know the famous image of him sort of crammed into the into the page. Yes. Um which is also a cover of Dark Knight. Just the line work for that. Black and white inked pencil over pencils I believe. How much? That's uh, uh 100 grand. Oh, no. mil. Mil. 478k. God. Almost half a million. I'm sure show my hand here how shit I am away. Yeah. I like and we are, yeah, uh, we are, of course, what we're talking about now is like high end, like legendary pieces of a legendary. Uh, so Al's only got comics. four of those. <laughs> yeah, I, say, I have the other two coming. Yeah. No. Yeah. So this is where, where we, I think we need to start with what yeah. what is yes. original art. Yeah, in, good in terms of things yeah. Here. yeah. So because uh, I come at it from the uh, the basis of saying I think there's a again there's there's a range or spectrum of what you can define as yeah. original art and. Across that as well, the the price changes and and again, somewhat depends on how legendary the piece is or what the characters are. The yeah. like, but but I I reckon it goes from the you, you can start with you know a simple remark where somebody's just doodled on the cover and gone there you go thank you very much you know and something they've spent 10, 15, 20 seconds on 
That, okay. that to me, that is a starting point for original. That counts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's you know it, it perfectly valid. And so beyond a, not a signed cover, you're saying a sketched on cover? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Just a, but just yeah. a remark, you know, just something where they're going there. Maybe some of this is also how much time has been spent on it by the artist. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, so you've got a remark. You've then got what I would call a sketch. Now, the definition of what a sketch is has changed over the years as well. But I would yeah. say that's something that an artist probably at a convention spends five, ten minutes on tops. Okay. Right. Okay. And also, that's become a sort of mini business in in its own through like well, yeah. sketch covers, I, for instance. I'm yeah, going to say I've, that depends on the artist. Al, I think you're right, man. That's how I, I would see a sketch. But yeah. I remember buying um, buying something something off a, a creator. Um, uh, at a convention and, and and describing it online as a commission, and he said, "No, no, no that's mm. a sketch." All right, okay. Well, I was, yeah, yeah, which is where I was going to go next. There is this right. very where the sketches stop and commissions begin. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I think you're right. There's there is a weird you know blend there. Depends on the eye sometimes. I think doesn't it as well? Yeah, I mean, and and I think there's a difference between uh, a sketch or a sketch slash commission done at a convention versus one done at home. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good point. You know, yeah. And that's partially, you know, are you sitting with all your materials around you? Are you taking your time over it? Not distracted, are you, or are yeah. You, yeah, and all, all, all those sorts, sorts of things. Um, and that, a lot of those, so those sorts of things, the, the remark, the sketch, the commission, are generally where you're saying to the person, could you do this for me, right? And it's being done there, you know, and it's, it's not art that has already been produced for the production of an mm. actual comic. Yeah. Right? So it is original art, but it's not it, it it's yeah. not properly one off territory just for you okay yeah which obviously has its has its issues as well because okay, very occasionally you'll get oa that is produced for someone that will then appear on a variant cover sometimes you yes. know even though i've seen that where a couple of people i'm in on an oa forum with have said hang on a minute i didn't think this was going to be a cover to an idw book for example you know next thing he's turned up as a variant which is an interesting sort of duality of it i think you know i've i've had that happen. well not i've had it happen to me with a um shadow zine over in the States, okay right okay. where where the yeah. artist granted them permission to use the image that he'd produced as a as a cover for the this magazine that they're doing that you'd paid for something uh yeah yeah uh, okay but it, yeah the artist retains a copyright so i've got no no harm uh, okay yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually know the guys that do the magazine, so I wasn't too too fussed. I was more like, "Yeah, hey, that's mine." And I got really excited about it. Yeah, oh, that's good. Um, yeah, but but you know, so I've seen that happen. So th those, are, I think, that's one world of, of OA. So we can go down that, talk about that as well. I then think when you also say that there's a completely different set of OA, which is the production artwork. Yeah, which can you know starts with the roughs, and you'll you'll see a lot of them kicking around in, online at the moment because yep. they are you know loose sketches and, and all that sort of stuff. You've then got the actual published pages themselves, which kind of can subdivide into um, just just you know a standard run the mill page versus a splash page versus a, a double page spread. And you also get which... the subdivision of that of like inked over blue lines. So people who've drawn it on a computer yep. printed it out and inked over it, or you get just pencils, which is a page I ordered today, which is just pencils because it is obviously going to be maybe inked up by someone else digitally, for example. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a variety in that as well, Al, isn't it? That affects oh, yeah. pricing, mm. I think, as well. Oh, you know? Entirely. Mm. Um, and then you move into the world of covers. Yeah. Generally, oh, don't forget you got that so, you got that color guide thing that's going on as well. Oh yeah, you got color guides as well. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't even mention them. Yeah, they seem to pop that. up on eBay quite a lot now, don't they? They're they're probably old school. 
Yeah. Um, I've got a, I've got a, I've got one of those. I think um, again, really to a shadow page, but partially yeah. again, where it is just somebody sat in and called it in and said, "Well, these are the the colours that will go in each of the, each of the boxes." Okay. Um, yeah. And then I think the other thing that, from a from a collecting perspective, uh, perspective, is actually to say, "Have you got the whole story?" So you know, if <laughs> if you really, yeah. you know, have you really gone out the out the the box and got all twenty two pages of a twenty two page comic? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, it's a famous. The famous one is is, is Larson with Commandy, isn't he? He's got a couple of issues, mm. I think, of the whole story. Wow. Have you have you done that out? Is that something you've done? So I've got a couple of stories, which are six um, pages long. Um, right. We've got a Hunt Emerson one, nice. um, and I've got a Steve Scott one, which was a shadow one. That okay. um, was all you know, and again, that's. Um, and I've got a couple of small press people who've, who've done things. As yeah. Well. And it, where, again, it's another, it's, to me, it's the next stage on about saying, right, so you've got bits to suddenly going, I've got the complete thing. So I, th- I think there is that whole spectrum of what is original art. Mm-hmm. And that means you can cut, you should, in theory, be able to come at it with any budget to turn around and go, ideally, I, you know, I just want a sketch that is going to cost me. Can I, can I add one? Yeah. Dude? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, jam pieces. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Which is, I know, is kind of where you're talking. You're coming from for sketches and commissions, yeah. but it's just, mm. just I thought I'd mention it's a different that beast, isn't it? Yeah, almost. Yeah, because some people would charge for that, and some people won't. Because if you had one artist like who, uh, since did Al, like he did loads of different shadow bits. But if he did the shadow bit of artwork on a whole load of them on all different characters from the shadow movie or the shadow yeah, be comic like, or something. Well, this yeah. is a bit of a different. I mean, does that? Price-wise, would that affect it differently? Say you had a jam know. piece as opposed to a single piece by a single artist. I would have thought the jam piece would have been devalued by the fact that it had more people on it. I don't know. What do you think no. about resale, Al? I mean, I'm guessing you don't buy your commissions so for I, a resale, do you? Or? No, I, I well, so I, I truly come at this very much. You, you don't buy any original art for investment. Right. You buy it okay. because you like it, right? Mm. Now, other yeah. people will have a different viewpoint. But you know, what? what is... I. I will almost always um, say, please market to Alan, you know, and get people to sign it that way and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, so I'm not in it for for a, a value purpose there. Um, do I think it devalues to have a jam piece? No, I think it can go the other way, depending okay. on who you act to get together. And I do think there's some, again, all of this is about if you're wanting to collect these things, choose mm. your approach and do it your way, right? Mm. And there's different ways to it. So, there are some people who go around with um, trading cards that they've had made up that you can get the sketch and get their sketches on, so they can collect them that way. I used to carry a whole lot of sketchbooks around cons with different themes for each sketchbook. Yeah, and that meant that people could just you know sketch in that sketchbook, and that's kind of a jam piece, but on individual things. You've um, almost got a lead because I think it's good to have a couple of those. I've done that as well. Yeah, a couple of New Yorks, but you kind of have to leave the book with them sometimes, don't you? Yeah, and sometimes yeah. they might take a whole day. So if you've got a couple, it works better. I think I know what you mean. Mm. Yeah, um, and I think you know the, the the concept of actually saying get get multiple people to be on the one piece. Yeah, that's great. People do specific things. You know, you can actually. I've seen people start off with a you know a big A three piece and have somebody do really rough layouts of where all the bodies are going to be, and then go around saying right, I'm collecting all the X Men. Right. That particular yeah. body shape over there has been you know a big, having somebody set it up in advance so that, that people know where they're going 
or you can just collect headshots or whatever. Yeah. But all of this comes down to it's the thing, you know, that it's the spectrum of what original art is. Mm. And you play to your own budget, you play to the events that you're at or how you're able to get hold of um the, these pieces. Yeah. And you know, there there is still cheap things out there. But a lot of it comes down to being in the right place at the right time. Right. It, mm. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of very expensive artwork at the moment by artists who are considered cool at the moment. Mm. That it seems to be just flying off the shelves so as soon as there's a drop. Say in a couple yeah. of years' time when that person falls out of favour. Yeah. So what well. we'll get onto the companies that you know now run OA seemingly, but mm. you'll get we'll get what's called a drop. So you'll say John Smith's comics uh, drop in at twelve noon on Tuesday. Get in while you can. And it, it creates a rush and it creates a um, competition and it creates a market just by doing that. And it's I think also, that's it, one of it's, yeah. it's the nature of the, the beast in the industry anyway, isn't it? Like, um, you know, the 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 flashiest, newest, hottest creative on the scene. Everyone yeah. wants a piece. Everyone wants it's a piece. the art scene, man. It's yeah. what it's and, like. And also yeah. it's like, oh, better get them now because in five years... Because, because comics is always... It, whether it it really matters anymore, but it's always a speculation business, isn't it? Even though, like as as you say, Al, you should always for get some it, people, get, yeah, you yeah. should always get it for yourself. But yeah. I think there's a there's a lot of buyers who are like, get them cheaper now, sell them higher later. I was I was thinking about sadly, and it's a weird set of economics. Sorry, what Tony? The, no, the, the other thing here is that there is there is a bit about this where we want the artists to get their yeah. pay to get their yeah. due. Right, mm. very yeah. much so, and it you know I I'm going back to when I started collecting, which is the early 2000s, where the eBay sort of existed. Um, the internet, from a from a buying and selling perspective, wasn't as big a thing, right? So you were able to go to events, or you know, the, I remember going to one Bristol one year. We're about two thousand and let's see three or something like that. Okay, and and I got something like thirty sketches from people, and I'd be lucky if I spent thirty four pound on those sketches, right? Yeah, yeah. Because even then, it was a case of standing a queue. You get to the front of the queue. Person does a little sketch for you, that and then goes to the next person in the queue. Yeah, eBay then killed that. Because people would get a sketch and then they'd put it up on eBay and sell it for whatever price. And obviously the artists are going, well, hang on, where's where's my turn? Yeah, where's yeah. my bit on that? Yeah. And that you know, and that's where the, the economics of this start to become you know more interesting. And that's where doing things like creating a market, as you said, be doing the drops of saying there's nothing, you know, that you're not gonna get anything from this artist for the next twelve months because they're gonna build up a pile of pieces to sell at once. And then release them at once, so everyone's yeah. going, you know. And of course, it's now worldwide market, so everybody, you know, there, there's enough people out there. You eventually find your, you know, find your price point. Yeah, no, they're about to drop. They're about to drop the mix, Mister Fix It issue four, aren't they? Yeah. So they coordinate it with the release of the comics as well. So I think a lot of these dealers now will say, right, you know, Mister Fix It number five is coming out in two weeks time the day it comes out we'll drop the we'll drop the oa from mm. is it ildre senior i can't remember his name now but mm. the, and then that will fucking inflate the prices yeah yeah there's, Plus, uh, there's, a, there's a synchronicity isn't there sorry Dan, yeah no worries. um between dealers and sort of art agents now because when when the artists are they're hitting big 
they're usually signed up with something because we also got to remember that these artists it's a full-time gig anyway they're, you know they're doing all this stuff so then they sometimes they sign up with people because then they can handle all the you know it's it's almost another yeah, job I, to sell yeah. artwork isn't yeah. it really well you, yeah. increasingly if you go to like any of the big american conventions and seemingly some of the uk conventions now the um <clears throat> there'll be a number of artists there who are all part of it, almost a little firm um so well, it's no secret. Uh, Matt Simmons is part of it. Scott's collectibles, I think it's called. Yeah, mm. uh, Matt's part of that. And if you go, if you find Matt, he'll be in a little row of creators, um, um, all of whom work with you know that little group of books. And they'll all be, they'll all have. Um, I don't want to call them minders, but they have people who sort of help them, you know, book the mm. hotel rooms and get them on flights and you know coordinate the um, the commission lists and stuff like that. To be fair, the Scott's collectible guys are fucking brilliant. They're the nicest, funniest guys you'll ever meet. They're really nice guys. And um, I think mine, they've become like friends of mine. And they'll they'll be the ones who say, oh, so for example, Las Vegas Comic Con will want Martin. And Scott's collectibles will say, oh, yeah, sure. But did you want these guys as well? Because these these are on the new hot books, you know. Yeah. And they'll oh, manage okay. the sale of their comics pages. And Martin's doing well out of his comic book, and rightly so, because they'll fucking see the effort he puts yeah. into it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And you'll see you'll see that with Felix, you see that with Cadence, you see that with Inky Knuckles, you see that with the Kirby's, you know, all this sort of thing. There's a, there's almost a little firm. And they're almost like their banners are sort of slightly colour-coded, so you can tell they're all part of the same uh, sure. group. That makes sense, like that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's you somebody to cover your table and all that sort of stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. But it, it, yeah. it's been a big change at conventions. Because, I mean, again, I'm going to go back to that that prime spot in the early 2000 you'll remember it totally well yeah you had a table in 2003 around, yeah you know, yeah you wander around bristol and you would go up to somebody like, like i don't know staz johnston or, or mike collins or, or whatever yeah. and they'd have whatever on the table but they'd also have a three inch pile of comic pages yeah. <laughs> yeah. they were like individually marked or they're 40 quid each pit, you know and, and you would just go through them and eventually go oh, i'll have this one i'll have that one or, or whatever and but and all of that's gone now and that's partially because of all the different approaches that people are taking yeah mostly gone out i'm going to say there's a few people you know um yeah. who are still, Roger doing, not... still has big parts yeah of them. yeah yeah i know what you mean as um, uh artist resale rights apply to comic art work do you know i don't know actually i don't know I don't, I never, it kind I of sprung to mind as we were talking like because in obviously the fine art world you some pieces have artist resale rights in them so every time the, the work is sold forward the artist gets a cut of that i don't know actually of course the other side would be the other side of the thing is is um stolen artwork as well which is a big issue um mm. if you listen to mega city book club from last week they're talking about um a book that was sort of you know artists you know talking about different artists and someone turned up the front counter of the publisher and just said oh, i've come to collect the art for that book and was handed like the best art, you know, Eisner, all these sort of people was handed a load of artwork and just left. And it turned out it was just a scam. He just turned up, took a chance, and managed to walk out with all the stolen artwork. <laughs> you know? Fucking hell. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Fucking great. Hell. Yeah. And you're always hearing about people having artwork stolen at conventions, you know, or um out the back of cabs or something like that, aren't you? You know. Mm. Mate, that kills me a little bit inside when I hear those stories. Yeah, uh, thinking I didn't well, I didn't get away with that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. That could have been me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um here's 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 a i thought we could play a little game just bear with me on this one so al and i kind of al more than me but we both know what we want when we go we look for art and i thought i thought i might say to you vince and dan is we're going to give you 500 pounds right mm. and you get to go anywhere on the internet and look for artwork what do you look for 
So do you look for an artist first? Do you look for a character first? Yeah, mine would be the artist straight away, someone okay. I liked, and then see what kind of characters they did. Obviously, I'd know, but uh, for one, well, a lot of my choice are going to be Mike Zek going for him. And right. I would see what kind of, I'd love to have a cat piece, Punisher piece, a G.I. Joe stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you'd start looking at the kind of the, the characters over the price, as as we were discussing previously. Yeah. If, it's so if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, Vince, who would you do, and would you want them on the page, or how would you want it? I mean, I think uh, in a weird kind of way, the the ones that are my dream pages have been lost to time, um, right? Which is probably like you know those battle storm force issues and stuff, you know, yeah, that, that whole stuff that was just unfortunately just lost, wasn't it? You know, a lot of the stuff from the early eighties, etc., especially in the UK scene. Um, yeah and the more i sort of looked into those books the more the more i looked at those pages the more i was like oh i so wish i had the original page of this um but there is um other artworks i think any for me some of the i would probably search for the artist name first possibly okay unless there was a specific page uh, a specific issue for instance mentioned it before uh around the mutant massacre the alan davis wolverine sabertooth fight i think i mentioned it when we talked about it. i think we, we said about it. after the mark didn't we talk yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah yeah um which page do you have um so there's stuff like that but i would look for the likes of you know um obviously jason pierce men a lot to me back in the day um r.i.p but like humberto ramos yeah chris Pacello. Um, a lot of the, the there's a lot of artists where you only got five hundred quid, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the thing is, so I'll probably just get a little bit of a doodle. <laughs> yeah, because because Al, you're very sort of. I'm only presuming here. Tell me if I'm right or not. You're sort of quite a lot. You're collecting is character specific. So right? I was going to say, so I would go and if I was looking for a commission piece, then yeah. you're right. My first port of call would be to get the shadow. Right? Yeah, because if I see a shadow it. piece of art online, I'll honestly I message yeah. you and go, "Is it you, mate?" Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, there was a period in time back in the day when the number of times if it was a British comic artist was drawing the shadow, then in be it was for me. Yeah. Um. So that that would be my first portfolio. However, if I'm going for pages, it's a slightly different approach. I, I, okay. Clearly, if there are shadow pages out there, then yeah, you know, I'll, I'll that that would be something to for me to, to go and investigate closely. Um, thereafter, I've, I've tried to make sure over time I've picked up pieces by the artists that have done the shadow, even if I can't get a shadow piece by them. That's why I have Johnny Hazard um, pieces by by Frank Robbins, for example. Nice. It's because I, I, I can't get Frank Robbins' shadow piece, so I, I, I got a, a Johnny Hazard piece. They were great, man, those Frank Robbins strips. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Th- thereafter... It, it, it really just comes down to, do I like the page? Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's how I feel. And yeah, I yeah. yeah. I, so I, I, I also always try to keep an eye out for um, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. Yeah. I've got about, I think it's seven or eight pages from that 200-issue run. Also known for using really good artists that run was Yeah. It? You know, yeah. And, it, and so but so the idea of saying, you know, what can I you know, can I try and pick up all of the artists that, that featured in Legends of the Dark Knight across the, the that period. Mm. Um but but I always again and that's where you can start saying right if 
if it's a Batman book, yeah, ideally you want Batman on it. But is it a story page? Is it a page that has enough story on it? Okay. Where you can say, yeah, I'm getting something from it. So I've got a Barry Kitson page from Legend of the Dark Knight where it starts off the, the, the top panel, I think, is, is Gordon. And he basically is doing a call out to his snipers. And it's then just like seven or eight panels after that with Sniper One going, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know, as they work their way down. And it gets, you know, it, it tells nice the story, story in a frame, yeah. Going, yeah. yeah. And you're like, you're kind of like, because I, I cannot, or I would not automatically choose a page that finished on a turn of going, and then this happened. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you're going, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. No, the turn, the, the reveal is the next page, you know, the, the setup. Have you ever? It's very difficult to own. Yeah, okay. Have you ever sought out a comic that has meant a lot to you to buy a page from it? Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. so I've got um, Nombre Fogel was a was, was somebody I or one of my heroes, comic heroes. Yep. Um, and eventually managed to get in contact with him through and 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 organised a bunch of stuff. So I did get um, I've got page one from Shadow the Bat number two, which is a nice opening splash page. On, nice. the, on that, uh, I've so, got a page from that run as well. When he's in prison, when they put him in prison in that one, yeah. So it's, it's yeah, a, yeah. a really early page from from that that I've got, and um, that that was kind of one of those sort of mini grail pages for me because it was Bray Fogel, it was Shadow mm. of the Bat. Um, I was able to get you know obviously he signed it when he sent it across, and you know I was able to get it signed by the both the inker and then Alan Grant. I met up with oh, him nice. at point. So you know it's got the complete package in terms of that so yeah. that, that that was kind of one of those moments of going right that's a book that's really important to me because grant and bray fogel being the sort of key batman thing for for me as an individual and being a splash page from their book and they go so that 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 ticked all of those boxes and said right yeah. that, that's everything off for me yeah i've done it myself i did it for the last issue of uh, master of kung fu i desperately wanted a page from that and because I remember back then I was reading Master of Kung Fu at issue one two five, and I didn't know it was ending because you didn't know about things like that then. And it suddenly had him walking away from the life, and I'm like, oh my god, my favorite comic just ended. And I managed to get a page from Alan Kupperberg with Magnolia Rings, and I managed to get a page from that, which is fucking marvelous. Yeah, that's framed in front of me now. Yeah. Do you not feel a, a real weight with having the original pages like that? Like, yeah, I of, do. Even feel... a, a responsibility. Yeah, wait, and I hate to say it because it's a mortal sin, isn't it? But a little bit of pride that I own it, but you know, fair enough. Um, yeah, a little bit of that, and I always keep an eye out in case they decide to do like a mask, you know, one of those um, artist editions of Master of Kung Fu or any of the other pages I own. I always keep an eye out, thinking because occasionally when they do these um, masterworks, they'll send they'll send a call out. Has anyone got the original pages from this? You know, John Buscema run of the Avengers or something like that, and um, people actually lend their artwork to it, don't they? I wonder how that works. Would you have to? send it off or yeah that's what happens yeah uh, okay because that's a fucking responsibility so if that yeah that went that got lost or whatever. i'm guessing they must insure it up the arse around yeah. the sort of watchman yeah. pages and stuff you know because calling back to that when you said about you'd have several sketchbooks uh on the go and you left them at an artist table say that sketchbook was like two-thirds completed and someone's working on it you're leaving them with a lot yeah one off <laughs> art there because if that goes walkies or if any someone spills their drink on it you're like well what's what's going to happen now and we haven't talked about the real high-end people who have there's that that famous sketchbook that apparently sinkevich has had for like eight years he hasn't finished drawing in and sent back 
and that's like a sketchbook full of you name it there in it really you know was the there's the so the jerry seinfeld superman book as well <laughs> right well, where, which okay. literally has everybody in it you know and, and his proper high you know it's it, it jerry seinfeld. um yeah. but yeah now in, in terms of feeling responsibility there's as i say that so there is one page that i own that i think has minor historical importance okay um and it's from so i actually i've got two pages from the harley quinn one shot that um eve gouchette drew it like for me i can't remember who wrote it the one that's got the famous alex ross cover where it's yeah. harley quinn and, and joker dancing together yeah so that was the introduction of harley quinn into the dc universe in continuity so yeah. it was about saying, yes, this character has been created for the animated series. Oh, look, it's become popular. Let's move her in. So I've got the page where she tries on three different costumes, the third of which is the original Harley Quinn costume. So that's the first appearance of her in costume in continuity. Yeah. So I was very lucky to get it at the time for next What's time, your address again, Al? She wasn't that popular, <laughs> but um but so that, that that's the one page i think i yeah actually that's that's an important page for comic history you know in in, in some sort of way well most of the rest of the stuff i've got i'm like going i've got it because i really like well I, I bought that page because i liked it when it, when it when i saw it online but it's also just you know i just buy the stuff because i like it and yeah. then you know uh, i would love at some point yes to put on a proper show and have a real gallery demonstration of it again that's partially from a pride thing of going look at this but also just that that way of going i want to share it out as much as as having it for myself and that's yeah. where putting it on things like comic art fans is, is important to me because you're then also sharing it out yeah yeah okay i so me keep meaning every time i see a post from there mostly from you i think i need to do one i just i've got a good scanner so i really need to get myself a proper scanner and get going on that i think yeah. yeah. So for, for people who don't know, what what is that? Yeah, that's a good point. So comicartfans.com is a website where people can load up any form of original comic art, you know, from that full range that we talked about earlier on to say here are the images that that they have, right? Um and that means you can also go onto that and search through it to say, oh, I wonder what, you know, can I can I find a page or can I find an image by a certain artist of a certain character? And and you know, you you just go hunting for it to do you know it's a way of having all of that artwork in the one place for for everybody to look at. Um, there are it also gives you loads of links to sales opportunities and all that sort of stuff as yeah. well. But I, I even from a personal perspective, it's been useful for me to keep a record of who who's done what. Um, particularly if you get a lot of sketches from the small press scene where you remember the person's name. For the first few weeks after you, you get can't the make out the signature. Yeah, I've had that before. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? I remember they were at that show, but no idea who that was. Yeah, I've got um, a load like that, man. I keep looking at it thinking, who is this fucking dude again who drew that? You know, yeah. yeah. So there, you know, I, it's useful for that as well. But as I say, it, and there's a link between um, comic art fans and comics.org as well, which is the, the big grand comic book database where basically they're trying to. <laughs> presume to help for future things like um artist editions to say you know if you've got a page you can link it so it links through to comics.org as well 
So right. if you're on comics.org, you can go backwards to say, show me the original art, um, which is a, a, a nice sort of cross-tooling. Um, but yeah, so comicartfans.com, if you go into that, and if you just search for Alan Henderson, you'll find me, yeah. you'll, you'll see all of, all of the things that I You'll see got, people or, refer to it as CAF as well, don't you? On my CAF yeah. account, you see that quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah it's quite a, quite yeah. a database. So you, like, you'd be the, the idea of Tenny if you scan what you've got and and pop it out there and say, look, I've got Master Kung yeah. Fu page this, that, and yeah, okay, yeah. It's um, I like I do like going around to comics friends' houses. Al won't let me in his house, obviously, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I went to uh, I went to Fingerman's house and he's got some Corbin pages framed, and I'm like, fuck, he's got some Wally Wood pages framed, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know what I mean, staring at it forever. But they're yeah. but they're framed, aren't they? They're yeah, fun. yeah, it's which is a point Al brought up, didn't he? About yeah. do we stick it out or do we not? You know. Yes. Um, like for instance, there there are many people who love collecting them that probably haven't got the space to frame them. You know. Yeah, so I try and rotate mine. Yeah, I've got like a loading frames, and I've got the stuff in the office as well at work that um, I've got on frames. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just you know sometimes you see them sort of heading around with a huge folder, you know, collecting artwork and but you know and sometimes if if you get a chance to look at it, you think my god you could put on a bloody exhibition never mind just hanging it up in your in your house yeah you know how do you how do you guys personally feel about collecting it but maybe not displaying it you know collecting it it's not for the sake of collecting it. I'm, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. I I posted earlier. I can't remember. I just sent it to you out or not. But I have. I was going through a couple of folders last night before the episode, trying to remind me of stuff, and I forgot I had certain pages in there, Excalibur pages, this sort of thing. And I actually mm. there was a tang of I did feel bad of thinking I can have these pages. I've never framed them. You know, I haven't looked at them for a couple of years. <laughs> Terrible, <laughs> isn't it? Really. You know, you must be the same out though, must you? Oh, I'm. Um... Yes. <laughs> it's the <laughs> short answer to that. I'm not even going to begin to count how many shadow individual pieces I've got. And yes, I try to rotate them from time to time. But I reckon I've got about, in terms of actual pages, in production pages, yeah. um, high 80s um, in terms cool. of actual pages. Yeah. So yeah, it's just impossible. And, and again, some of those are because I've gone right, oh, it's a little, you know, I've got maybe a, a say a, a five page story run by by somebody so you want to have that all together and you know so they want to put it all up um but yeah it, it, it's there's never enough space but we've all got books on our shelves as well that we've bought and put straight on the shelf well where you've gone oh i have How read dare you call us no, out like this <laughs> where you've got well, you've got it's a book that I've read already, but this is the special edition of it. Well, I'm never going to read the special edition of it. Yeah. Put that on there. So, but again, that's something you say, right, you've got a folder. And the, the beauty then is that from time to time, you do open it up and you go, oh, I've forgotten about that. And you, you have that joy again. I know I've got boxes of things, and I do mean things, in, in the attic of like weird uh, Batman toys from the animated series back even the nineties. Where every now and again, I'll go up and open a random box and go, wow! And you get that it's Christmas all over again. Yeah, and right. I think it can be the same about having your own folder of going. You have not looked in this, or have not looked in this sketchbook for five years. Oh man, not I did it yesterday. Like, it going, last night, I spent last night like that, just standing there going, oh, "I forgot I had this. This is marvelous." Yeah, look at this. <laughs> That's I, I, awesome. 
I really enjoy having something that has appeared in a comic and people have enjoyed. I just look at it and sort of just think, oh, isn't it lovely that I've got the original that this man held that he drew on or woman drew on, you know, that created this comic that, you know, is now in all the long boxes of, pe of people's homes and in hardbacks and shops and stuff like that. I just love the fact that this page from the early 70s is here, you know, for me to love and enjoy and look at and stuff like that. But I suppose that's and slightly think, selfish, isn't it, in a way? Well, I, no, no, I entirely get that. But I also think there's an archaeology thing that comes with it. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah. Preservation thing, yeah. Well, it's no, it's when you actually see this is the original page and you go, what what's written in the margin? Yeah, what's on the back. Yeah. Written yeah. on the back. What's you know, that what's there that has been rubbed out? That's I've got pages where you can go, Oh, the speech bubble was originally meant to be there in blue pencil, but it's now been put over here in ink. Or yeah. you've got a character who you can see. Has been drawn, but then has been rubbed out entirely and never inked. But you can still see the faint pencils, and you know, and you're like going, "This is the archaeology. This is the yeah, 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 yeah the, the life." I've got comes some, with it. I've got some pages where they've worked out character designs on the back of it and stuff like that as well. You know, lovely, That's amazing, yeah, yeah. Of course, nobody's ever seen that. I mean, you you would think if they, you know, if that artist dies or has died and they do a book on him, then you know that'd be useful, wouldn't it? You know, it'd be nice little yeah. something. Yeah. Do you um, think we maybe it's a controversial question that? People will will care about this stuff in so many years down the line. I know it matters to us a lot. I don't know, uh, man. It's funny, isn't it? Are they? Digital question. Sorry, Anthony. Go, on, mate. You go. As I say, moves us into part of that digital question of if the artwork is just produced digitally. Yeah. Where's the? Yeah. Where is that tangible thing? And and you don't have the archaeology because people are going, oh, there was 20 layers in producing that digital image, but then I flattened, I flattened it into one image and saved it down, and that's what was saved and sent on to, to the printer. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel about, you know, people doing a lot of work digitally, printing it out, and then inking over the top of it? It's not my favourite. Well, we had a quick chat about this out, didn't we? It's not my favourite way of buying a page. Um, I would probably look for another page first, Um but if it was from an issue, or you know, I, I obviously I collect Master of Kung Fu and Captain Britain stuff. If it was a character I was really looking for, then I would more consider it. But I would rather have the original penciled page. Oh, so pecking order for me, I, I, I prefer the page, the page out of the comic. I prefer the penciled and inked page, and it's nice if they've glued on the word balloons. You know, it's one of those. Yeah, it's that old. Very much so. Um, yeah, um, I would then probably prefer the penciled page. Mm. Um, uh, if I didn't have anything else, and then I would probably go for then only then would I go for the inked, the printed out blue line page with the inked over the top. That's kind of so, how I feel about it, you know. Okay, I, and I, I'm 100 percent with you in exactly the same right. way. And, and yeah. I think the the word balloons are, are a really interesting thing to come back to. Yeah. Point. Um, I also think that there are a number of artists who are making, again, it's economic decisions around this. Yeah. Um, and I know Kyle Baker specifically said it must at least be 10 years back if not 15 where he was he would go through a book that he was working on and go well these are the pages i'll do digitally and these are the handful of pages oh, that i'm interested physically uh, that is interesting because yeah. you're know, like going if it's Resale. just a couple of talk, you know a couple of talking heads and it's just whomever you kind of go fine <laughs> you know i'll just do that all digitally but if it's then suddenly the big splash page with the hero reveal I'll do that physically because that'll have a resale value. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's probably more and more of those decisions being made. And I understand why 
fully get it from an you know from an from an economics perspective, but it it, it does lessen the value of it from a a, a non fiscal perspective. Yeah, to say well you know you're making that choice because of that. Mm, I'd rather. I'd rather it was just the thing, but then I'm an I'm an old school person. I I do all my own work physically, um, and I think that has you know a, has something about it uh, about saying it has carries life. Therefore, you know, as you say, Tony, when you pick up something that is yeah twenty, thirty, forty years old, and go, this has been you know what what's what's this page been yeah. through? Do you, do you, Which hands do you, has it been in? And the yeah, what 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 Mark you know Marv Wolfman or Len Wein handled this page, you know, and it turned up at the offices, and you think this is amazing, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. Um, of course, the, the so, big elephant in the room, guys, is 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 money, which Al just mentioned there, and I think. Mm. That mostly, in broad terms, OA has risen significantly in the last 10 years. Mm. And I think what I was saying there about the digital option, I think that's probably one of the reasons. I think also one of the reasons is the arrival of the, you know, huge um, lifestyle dealers, you know, who, who who run around with the big the big rollers, you know, and caught them. You know, they'll take them out for dinner. Yeah. They'll take them to, you know, they'll fly them out to Lake Como, you know, mm. and this sort of thing to the comic convention there. And also, I think probably is the not redu- or possibly reducing, but unchanging money that the artists get paid. So I'm not naming any names. I got I got a page off an artist um, 15 years ago at New York, um, and then I inquired five years ago to get another page off him, and it was easily six times the amount. And he he couldn't deal with me. He had to send me through. I think it was Inky Knuckles through his um, art dealer. Wow. And I had to say to him dude sorry mate i love you to death and you know i really love this page and he threw in a free commission when i bought the page previously i said i can't afford that mate you know it's very kind of i'll pop by and buy you a coffee and have a chat but i couldn't afford it you know fair play i mean wow uh, yeah and, and i think it's really to... gone up you know yeah uh, and that's why we from time to time we need to play back to zero what what pond are we swimming in <laughs> because yeah. you then go well fine if that's what original art for um american published books are then fine let's just go back down to the small press scene whether yeah. the uk or you know and say right well, what's your original art you know and and sometimes you can say maybe you'll find the person before they're famous mm. i'm very lucky yeah. and have a declan shalvey piece before he before, long before he was signed with, with me Mark. too man me too you know yeah i've got one here. and yeah it cost me next to nothing because at that point in time he was just a young lad you know and yes he's gone on a great guns and um you know you know has had a wonderful career with you know with marvel and i could not afford him now or i would choose not to afford him now because yeah, i've got i mean i've got i've got say, i've got know. a taskmaster from him that was i'm gonna say 30 pounds wow yeah yeah god knows how much it'd be now I'm in the. I'm not big in the game. I'm not as much as you are, but I do look at people and think, I will, because I'm not. I have never resold a piece of fucking OA. I'll be honest with you, but you know, I do look at people like Gustavo and people yes. like that, and um, mm. Falpi and some other people, and I think I'm going to get some OA here from these guys now because it's nice to be in at the ground floor with them. I think yeah. that's probably the yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. They, they could be. 
the artwork might be worth something. Yeah, there'll be a respect. And it's nice to have it on my wall and say, I've got a Gustavo, or I've got a, you know, Falpi, and, you know, these sort of people. I've got that work on my wall. I guess it does. Mm. It's kind of a sign of faith, as it were, to sort of say. You know what I mean? I think think you've got it. Yeah. I think it's like, for example, um, Cliff, Cliff's work. I've got framed. Framed cliff work, I've got framed Falpy work, you know, the people I work with as well, you know, um, 4P, um, you know, Dave, all these people, I've got this work from them framed because I know that, you know, it's, it means a lot to me and that's why I put it on the wall, you know. I've, um, I've commissioned people for work and I've got their original pieces on on the wall framed. Yeah. I've got like Grant Richards did the cover for Yeah. Me, so I've got that yeah. framed. I've got some. Yeah, I've got a Grant Richards framed on my wall. Yeah. I've got one Chris, of those. He did a hook for me. Yeah. Got two from Chris Imber. Yeah, uh, I've got Johnny Cannon. He did a picture of. Bush yeah, I've got some me. Johnny Cannon stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got what's it? Oh God, uh, Andy Blore. Have you got yeah. any of Andy? Andy I've stuff. Got an, I've got an Andy Blore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some Andy Blore stuff. Yeah, I've got. I've got when I did a comic with Demetrius Zach, um, he just sent me all the artwork. That's he says amazing. I don't keep this stuff, Tony. Do you want it? I went. Fucking yes, I would. Yeah, I've got a folder of all ten strips from him. It's marvelous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah get, well, getting original artworks, especially if you're you're creative and you commission someone to do your, your work on your stuff and you get it, it's, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I don't mind paying for the page. So, some it depends on how I'm because I'm obviously I'm just a writer. So, whenever I'm working with, sometimes they'll say, "Oh, I'll throw a page in for that as well." You know, when I commission the 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 story or we talk about doing the story, you know, some people give me the pages because they're my buddies. Yeah. You know? Some some people and I have previously done it where I've paid for pages um, because I've paid them to draw it, and that was the initial agreement. Um, Nick, yeah, you, can, you can't go wrong if you discuss this before. Yeah, I think it's something definitely something needs to be talked about You need about to discuss beforehand. it before because it can only yeah. go wrong if you try and do it on the back end and someone yeah. says, well, actually, I'll, I can I can flog these pages on now because like the book's doing quite well. I said, well, is the book doing well because your artwork's great or is it because I'm – I'm writing it. Do you know what I mean? It gets into that kind of yeah weird area. So it's better to that. I know we're coming up. We discussed show ages ago about contracts. Contracts, not so much in the the the, the legalities of who does but what, an but agreement. It's, it's yeah. an agreement and sort of an understanding. Like you're doing X Y Z for me for this amount of money, and then there's no kind of yeah fucking around, as it were. There's always going to be fucking around, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, with us. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think we're in a lovely position here where I've certainly been sending artwork because we've promoted people's comics. I'm fucking, I'm so grateful to those people. You know, it's so lovely. Mm. And oh, everyone yeah. here, everyone here has sent me a piece of artwork. I absolutely love it. You know, I've got like, a page from Mahoney's from Rich Carrington because he said, yeah. was it a con? And he said, thanks for promoting the book. Have, have a pick of one of these pages. And I was like, fucking a kid in a sweet shop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and it's 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 but, nice that which it's just bring up another another thing though, because I, I think I said a photograph just before we we started. This. When you are the person producing the art, it's probably why Zach sent you the stuff as well. You end up with a pile of it going. You do. What, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. am I supposed yeah. to do with this, right? Um, and it just become a you know a great commodity to turn around and go. This has value, you know. And this is the thing I always say about a lot of my stuff, where I can go. This has more value to the person who's getting it than it does to me. Therefore, I can, you know, I can put it in as part of a pack, and people think they're getting a, a freebie, and I'm like, well, actually, it was just stuffing, you know. And that, and that's, um, it, it's probably me undervaluing it in one way, but in another way, I'm like going, 
there's, oh, there's a little bit behind. I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's like the lifeblood of comics to me, a page. I genuinely feel that. Like, I mean, you know what I'm like, guys, because I send you, I bore you and you out. I send you fucking nonstop pictures of me and like at New York last year, me and Cliff just walked around taking pictures of original art. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, here I am with John Romita Jr. It's like, oh, here's an Eisner page. Here's a Gilbert Hernandez yeah. page. You know, this sort of thing. <laughs> you know, it's like just fucking sending them to people, like being just so excited to be in the presence of an original crumb page or something like that. It's just so good. Also, it's, it's, it's so good. That, it makes me weep. It's something that, um, when I'm looking through original art at a convention, um, I will sort of mumble some words, but I'm not really a conversationalist. Oh, point. mate, we had, a, we had a couple of moments. Was it the 2000 AD or something? Oh, yeah, usually I'm just fucking going, hell. fucking hell. Uh, yeah. Was it, was it uh, Western's book? We, me and you looked yeah. through that. Do you remember the three of us yeah. looking through that going, We were looking hell. at the, one, the pages they'd done for the that year's Christmas edition. That's right, yeah. 2000 AD, and there's a big crowd scene. It was like, fucking hell, like it was flawless. Looking yeah. at the, the inks, it was like but Judge there's no white out it, here, so the, so the price was yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bought. Um, hey. I got. I got. But again, it was a good Chris page. Weston in my hallway, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a great page. Yeah. Then, then it's a case of does it need to have a dread on it? Yeah. No, I, like, again, I, no, I don't think so. I'm personally. No, no, no. It, it, those sort of things are rightfully um, important to people if, like, you care about a character or you know, you know, you want the first appearance of the, that character in that particular issue, possibly. For me personally, it's not too, you know, I just like seeing the art because it becomes just a, a singular piece. I know all yeah. of these pages are meant as a continuous thing. They're meant to be part of a story. But when you buy one page, it becomes a singular piece of artwork, doesn't it? It becomes that, yeah. you know, that painting, you know, you know that fucking yeah. pollock you've got on your wall. That you're like, oh, look at that page. You know, it's just one particular thing. Sometimes you want, you will buy it. And you have no idea what the story is. You may buy a piece of artwork and then buy the comic afterwards yeah. to see what was going yeah. on. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the things I love about it. And I tell you one thing I quite like um, more and more as sort of um, as my hair goes grey, which is happening quicker than I'd like. Uh, <laughs> when knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I one one particular type of comic. Um, page artwork original artwork that i love seeing and this is i think partially because i love the way things are put together that you know part of this show is how comics are put together you know in every form i love seeing the old school pages that got the speech bubbles on they look like collage sometimes because yeah, the, yeah. the, the yeah. bright white yeah. bubbles glued on the top you of can it see, yeah. you can see where they've scalpeled bits of artwork off to to sort of you know fix the, put it together like a puzzle i love that i love seeing all that you know maybe more so than a, than an ultra clean you know crisp inked yeah page yeah. yeah me too man i love i love the fact that you've got yeah. history his like with al was saying you've got history in front of you because yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. as you yeah. say you suddenly go oh there was a the, that word balloon was going to say something else and now they've stuck other words on top of it yeah yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. One, one of what it was going to say, you know, or or did the letter just misspell something, you know? And it is yeah. something. Like, Can you recall the, what yeah, you yeah. you thought when you first saw a page like that? With the because when I was younger, I I didn't I didn't really consider the process of how these pages were put together. So when I saw like a cover and it had like the masthead stuck it, on it, and I was like, what? Yeah, for yeah me, I was almost almost like, how did that thing become this sort of sharper yeah. image yes, on a comic page? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, it was like finding out how the magic was done 
Do you know what I mean? When when you see how a card trick is done, I was like, mm. what? It kind of it made complete sense, but at the same time, blew my mind and made me appreciate the work that went into it tenfold. I was all of a sudden like, oh shit, you know. I mean, already. But, like, but as artists, because you three are artists, do you do you learn stuff from looking at those pages? Then have you ever looked at a original art page and thought, oh right, okay, that's how they do that? Then you know. I, I tell you what, I've learned that fucking show some respect to the people that used to do it back in the day because they fucking hell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did not mm. have Control Z. They did not have an <laughs> yeah. undo button. <laughs> And they probably did it a lot quicker than these yeah. fucking digital wombles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I was, the, the, yeah. So in terms of do we learn, learn anything? I mean, I distinctly remember the first time I hearing about you know the reason why a blue pencil was a, was was used, and you kind yeah. of went, "Geez, right, right." And then suddenly looking at original pages and looking at the amount of blue pencil, yeah, that was there that clearly was just people going, "I'm just going to keep drawing and let the ink," you know, and that led me to the realization of the fact that every page from an old school perspective was a huge collaborative effort. Yeah. So you suddenly said, yes, there is a penciler. Yes. The inker has done something completely or has taken what the, what the pencils have been there and done something with it. And then the, the, the letterer has come in and stuck these word balloons in and position and has had to choose the right sizing and all this sort of stuff. And that, you know, that that's been an effort itself. And then you might find that somebody has gone around and written the RBG CYMK numbers around the outside as well. So the colorist has handled that page. And if there had been changes to it, that means the editor has handled that page. So suddenly it is that, you know, it, it, you saw that it was a huge collaborative thing to yeah. actually produce just the one page. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And a page, a piece of paper that was a piece of card paper that was handed around a number of people, you know. Mm, yeah, we driven in the back of the cab around to you know Joe Sinnott's <laughs> house or something. You know, it's like this, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's uh, weird because I used to work. Uh, I always worked in sort of print publishing. One of the first jobs I got, they had a guy that used to come and pick up pages and then take them somewhere to get done. And I was like, it wasn't. I wasn't long in the business before that. Kind of all just gave way to the digital stuff. Yeah, yeah. Was, I really respect those guys who were part of that. You know, when they were literally gluing stuff on pages in Pat Mills's office, you know, an hour yeah. before it had to go to the press. Yeah, it's like amazing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. My boss, he's like really old school. He's been in it for, for years and he used to say stuff about like they had the whole room, uh, an entire room for the fucking camera taking the shots of the plates and stuff. And yeah, it, it's kind of weird now that the, the desktop publishing was essentially one person can put together an entire magazine yeah. on their fucking computer. It's, uh, yeah, it's very just, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating. You know, I, I would say, folks, you know, even if you think, don't look at it like the original artwork scene is because you can't afford it. You know, there are pages uh, out there you'll be able yeah. to afford. There are some you'll afford. But, but you also, know, surprisingly, say, at the same time, even if you can't afford the, even if you can't afford the bare minimum, and we totally understand, especially times being what they are, when you see like a portfolio or something at a convention, this is a this is a little exhibition. You, you go up, flick through those pages because you'll learn so much, you'll see so much, and it'll blow your mind. Who knows? You might find something you can afford. And the yeah. artist will talk to you about it. If you say, oh, yeah. I love that page, mate. Or, How did you do that? He'll talk to you or she'll talk to you about what they've done on the page, you know. You can yeah. always get a commission if you're going to, the, say, like you get a thought bubble or something like that and you've got an artist there that yeah. nine times out of ten, I'm sure most people would say, oh, yeah, I'll do something for, oh, you want to see the uh, Dragon's Claws? Yeah, I'll, I'll draw one of them for you for 
And um, don't forget, it's, it's only in a, in a British and American system where you have to pay for a sketch in a book. In France and Belgium, they'll sketch in your book for free. Nice. That's part of the deal. Yeah. Well, often, yeah. How yeah. many tempted to do that? The thing to keep an eye on is, is the Kickstarter side of things, where often there will be a tier where you can get something yeah. at a relatively... Um, yeah, I've just done it. Yeah, just done it with Steve you know, Laffer. Yeah. Okay, I'll go in at that too, so that way I get a get a piece. Mm. Um, that can really offset the 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 campaign, like put a, a decent chunk of money yeah. to get the campaign funded. Yeah, mm. yeah. Everyone's mm. a winner there. So we've kind of like spoken a bit. Do you posed a question to us earlier, Tony, about like Grail pieces? If, yeah. Like, so I think we said cover and interior page, didn't we? Um, yes. And what I'll do is each of us goes, and I've got some on the Slack I can read out as well. Uh, maybe do it that way. Who wants to go for? So, guess first, Al. I'll tell you what, we we do covers first. Go round. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, Al. What cover would you choose, Baby Cakes? So, in in terms of things I'm missing, and therefore that was part of my head for this. So, I, w- I would love to get one of the Sienkiewicz shadow covers from the, oh, yeah. the first six from the run that he that he was involved in. Um, yeah. So there you go. Is, are they available? <laughs> do you know? Have you had a look? Or? Um, I, I've not seen them for sale, but I, I know what his normal prices are for painted yeah. pieces like that. And um, let's just say that that's not happening. It's got to be at least five <laughs> figures, isn't it? I'm going to yeah. say. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I would much rather meet him at a show and go. Um, there's a there's a viral pen. <laughs> there's a piece of there's just yeah. a, you know they're going to just doodle something for thirty seconds. Um, and that will be sufficient for me, right? That, that is that that we're balanced. And as I say, people who used to be brilliant at that, well, Dave Gibbons still is brilliant at that, yeah. And, and Darwin Cook used to be brilliant at that, where he would just go, "There's four or five lines, you know exactly who the character is." Actually, Tim Sale was also good at it. Um, that he would just go, "Great, thing, thank you very much," and he would move on to the next person, which is basically just half a step up from a signature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've that, got one. I've got one framed in front of me like that. Just a little anecdote from Dave Gibbons um, is it, I, I used to, he used to pop into the, the comic shop I used to use, um, and he popped in there one day, and I looked around, and he's chatting to my son, who was I think eleven or twelve, about his favourite comic characters because Dave's like a fucking dude. Do you know what I mean? And uh, came away, and then the following week, I went again with my son, and uh, he'd left a, a fully drawn and inked Green Lantern for my son. Fuck man, nice. Isn't that lovely? That is How cool is that? Mm. Yeah, that's how, you, that's how you get a fan. Yeah, that's it. Isn't it? And the night, the nicest possible thing ever, which is still in his room frame now. Yeah, so good. Who wants to yeah, go next, awesome. Vince? Oh, cover. Um, I'm. It's going to be a cheap one. It's going to be a real. I'm just uh, playing to a certain audience, and it's a classic. It's I'm kind of cheating because it's several covers at once. X Men number one, Jim Jim Lee. That, oh, okay. that that almost lithograph like piece. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. For me, often homaged. Yeah, often. Yeah, uh, f- for me, that is a seminal piece of artwork just in my comics life, and probably yeah. a lot of a lot of people's lives actually. <clears throat> and I would say that like, I can't remember. It's been so long. Was the words, the actual words X Men, part of that artwork? Because it was like in stone. Wasn't oh it? yes. Wasn't it? You, uh, was it? I can't remember. I can't remember I that. I can't remember. It's a shame. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm talking about the pe- the page I'd like, and I can't remember what it looked like, <laughs> the fucking title. But um, yeah, that that's probably a cover for me. Um, 
painful. We're going to do the interiors in a, sec- a section. Yeah, a yeah, second. yeah. Let, let, yeah. Let, let me think about that. Yeah. So who's, I've, who's, I've just done Jim Lee. <laughs> Drop mine. Have, have, you, have you done yours, Dan? No. Mine okay, you do yours. is uh, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, issue 101. And it's hard. I'm not sure you'd actually see any pencils on it because it's harsh black and white. Uh, oh, right black and white. With, yeah. with Spider-Man flipping over and all you've got is like the city lights. Who's that? Is that Burn? I think it is, yeah. Right, can't remember now. Yeah, okay. It is Burn, yeah, John Bird. Yeah. And uh, it's essentially Spider-Man's silhouette is defined by where the city lights aren't. And he's wearing the classic black costume. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, that is, that's that's incredible to look yeah, at. Yeah, such a lovely piece. Uh, yeah, I've not looked up how much that would cost. I imagine a lot. Yeah, I, you, in the market. I got a, a very lesser burn page for one hundred and eighty dollars. No, okay. that's a lie. That's a lie. That's what I told the missus. It was a bit more <laughs> than that, but the um, you know she listens every week, Tony. Yeah, it's a big listener. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mine's uh, Master Kung Fu 106. It's a Gene Day cover. Um, Shang-Chi versus Carlton Ve- Velcro. Yes, that was his name. Nice. Um, and it, I, I couldn't find it online. A similar cover is going to cost you about 21 grand um, from that run. Um, but it's it means a lot to me, that, that cover, because it, it was one that I copied as a kid. Ah, so it's to sort okay. of redraw it. And Gene Day, if anyone hasn't seen the... Um, the Gene Day Master of Kung Fu stuff, which is he didn't do that much because he died sadly very early. That stuff is fucking next level. It really is good, just incredible stuff. So that would be my one. Yep. I'm just going to step away from my uh, mic just for a moment to go straight to my uh, bookshelf to see if I can find the fucking pa- the pages I'm looking at. Carry on. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, sure. I, I'll, I'll fill because <laughs> yeah. the, the interior stuff. I think it's an interesting thing about what what direction to go in because you're you're talking about. Tony, something that meant something to you as a kid there. And there is, yeah. I would love to have a Leo, ba- Leo Baxendale piece. Yeah, it's um, a good show. Or, or a Dudley I bet D. they were massive piece. as well. I bet they were on massive oh, pages. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I, I, I'm sure most of them were probably just destroyed because that's just the way it goes. You know, or I say, similarly, Dudley D. Watkins from a, a, a New Willie or um, the Bruins type, type thing. Yeah. Um, the other two that really stuck with me in terms of interior pieces I would love to have... One's from George Pratt from the Enemy Ace War Eagle. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're cheap. There's, That's there's, fine. Get a couple. <laughs> there is, well, there's, yeah, we, there are pages that are the, are available from that online that are the talking head pieces. Yeah. Where they are, where they are eight to ten grand each. And you're like, yeah. okay. I was, so I was actually, I actually would have put them as higher. But yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. He's kind of a well, fine art guy as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah I presume the pieces yeah. that featured the Fockers. Would have been oh the battlefield shot fucking hell twenty grand you know that's uh, you know and again but that is proper oil painting artwork that's out there you know and I presume again the the size of them are huge but I've been lucky enough to get a very small sketch by George Pratt so I'm going to put that to one side and then so the thing that I don't have that I would love to have is a Kojima um so a a piece from Lone Wolf and Cub where. Picking a page is actually quite difficult because so a number of battle pages in that that were really good as well. But there are some really quiet pages of just him walking with the baby car. And I think that that would probably be a better page to have. A nice sort of widescreen image. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you want you want something to put up on the wall that kind of goes, this is the summary of the story. This is a samurai pushing his son in a baby cart around. 
you know, you don't necessarily need the, you know, the the, the speed lines and the flashing swords and all this sort of stuff. Um, but so that's, that 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 was sort of where I was thinking about that. Yeah, that sounds like a storyline ripped off the Mandalorian. That. That's a bit naughty. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Right. I'll go through some of the the listeners' um, ones. So um, Pete Watson, he's 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 mentioned a couple actually. He's done the famous um, one punch from um justice League. oh yes nice. he said that's a yeah. great page he's also done a don heck page that features the reverse flash professor zoom and batgirl um he's uh robert hardingham has done i think that's a gary leach page from um let's call it marvel man back then uh sarah harris has done a, a bill senkovich page from yeah. um uh, uh electro oh, assassin God. yeah um strotty i was chatting to earlier he's done a gigo page which looks great i think that's a zek page i think it's a zek cover as well um, from looks of it, um, great uh, to see Gary- Matt on uh, Friday. We're, we're yeah, it's good as a later. drink and draw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Gary Watson has done a, I think it's Rick Leonardi, he's got a um, Spider Man 2099 cover. Nice. Mr. Curry, uh, who run, who run our drink and draw, he's done a um, a Kirby New Gods page. Well, can, can't go better than that. Can you? Nah. Um, uh, Cole Henley has done an Akira page, the famous one with the big, you know, the explosion, the, the yep. dome kind of thing going on. Tom Murphy's done, I think that's Eddie Campbell. He didn't name it, but yeah, it looks like an, yeah, it is an Eddie Campbell um, for a story from that one. Uh, I think, is that it? Uh, oh, yeah. Simon Russell's done Tom Sutton. Fucking hell, man. Look at that page. Look at the beauty of that page. Mm. Fucking hell. If you're on the Slack, you can go look. I don't at have it. to go in and take a look at that. Yeah. Um, Jason Garrettley's done the Herge uh, Tintin page with the spaceship on the moon. Nice. A beautiful page. And Eamon Clark's just walloped everyone and done the Barry Windsor Smith on a pile of bodies black and white image which i know you talked about a couple of episodes ago on um mega c book club and we've talked about it as well but uh what a page yeah, just for clarification it's conan on a pile of bodies what did, what did i say you said barry wins oh Smith, sorry yeah it's yeah. conan yeah so, yeah so barry wins Smith's not 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 on a pile of bodies no. just, does that just, just to stop the litigation the, uh, that was all yeah, yeah. Well, mind you if it is barry he's looking well i've got to tell you but uh yeah yeah i get you yeah, yeah cool yeah so uh who's who's next who's done you've done interior well yeah um yeah. Dan, I've yet to do Dan. mine. Yeah, Dan. mine yeah. is. Uh, I mentioned this uh, before we started the call, but there's uh, when we were looking back on the uh, Mike Zek artwork for Punisher: Circle of Blood. There's a couple of pages where the Punisher's in Rikers Island, and he's going through, and he 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 basically just demolishes like twelve dudes that come up against him, and the the Zek pencils on that page. A fucking the the whole sequence. There's about three or four pages. Yeah, that look down on the prison, you know, as he's yeah. walking through. It's great. Oh, it's lovely. The one page you've got is where, yeah, it's he's kind of walking through, and all the all the thugs are coming out of the cells, and he's kind of like the Punisher's, like in portrait, looking back, and it's just great. This everything about that page is. I remember seeing it as a kid and falling in love with it, and every, when I saw that the the pencils on it, uh, even more so. I was just. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd love uh, it. Yeah. Shall I do mine before Dan, before Vince comes back? So yeah. Mine, I'm back, mine's I'm back up now. Mine. Carry on. Oh, oh no, babes. And then it's um, fantastic. Four fifty one, page one. This man, this monster with the yes. thing standing in the rain. It's one of my favourite issues. It means a lot to me. Plus, it is such a great page. Him standing in the rain. You know, this says so much for a single image. So that'd be mine. Yeah, V. Nice. Uh, my one. I went to get the Aliens versus Predator book off the shelves. Uh, I've mentioned his art many times. Chris Warner of Dark Horse. Um, And I know he picked up a lot of the pages towards the end of the book. 
and they were pages that when I when I discovered this book and when I was reading it, I just looked at and looked at and probably copied things and looked at the way he drew predators. Um, there's page 124 when there's an enormous stampede of like alien cat. Well, they're sort of like cow rhinos. That that's <laughs> that sort of phenomenal. But I think it's towards the end when it's uh, when you've got a predator versus the alien queen and just like the action panels. There's like two pages around there around 150 151 any one of them would be glorious and the, what makes me think even more I, I drool at thinking about what the original artwork looks like it's because we see these books and certainly when we've bought the comics on the newsprint you know they've had that charm and like we've bought the you know and you, you get like the trades and stuff and sometimes you look back at it now and the color looks quite flat you know that well yeah it'd be quite flat i mean i like the charm of it now but they're fairly sort of light blues dark blues there's not much shading and stuff works perfectly for the comic because it doesn't you know the book yeah. it doesn't tells a story that's what yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah but when you see the original artwork which is just black and white inks it levels up. It's almost like I look at it and just think, I wish I could see this as an artist edition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of big black and white version. Because when I've seen, I've seen on some sort of like comic auction thing, you know, when I've looked for Chris Warner artwork, I can see like, because he did like Alien versus Predator. There was War back in the day. Do you remember the Dark Horse series War? I think yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I think he's doable for OA man. Yeah. Well, but I think you you do it. I think you get it. I think. Uh, one of the one of the pages for War. Some of the pages are going for like fifteen grand. Oh really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe don't do the Predator yeah, pages. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but currently, when I when I was uh, just looking at his artwork and going around the market at the moment, is some of the Dark Horse stuff that he did for like Barbed Wire or nice. X. Yeah. And these are uh, a couple of hundred dollars. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. Not, it says doable that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is, I think people make the mistake when people will listen to this and think, "Oh, fucking, I can't get him that game." But you can yeah. find deals. I found a Val Mayerick, um commission that was uh, forty dollars the other day. Yeah, you know, I think it, I think it is. There is stuff if you look for it. If you don't, if you're not obsessed with the next hot artist, you know, then I think you will find stuff online. Mm. Yeah, I'd, it's available. I still say as well, if you're at shows, particularly if there's some of the dealers there that are doing proper piles of art, um, there are there are deals to be struck with them about yeah, saying are. get get multiple pieces. Mm. Um, because they don't want to cart it all back home again. They, you know, they're there to get rid. You know, yeah. they they want their turn. Um, Tony, you're going to Baltimore later in the year. I highly recommend going to see Anthony Snyder's. Team oh, you mentioned him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I must have a look. As I say, he he did me a solid when I was in Baltimore that year, where I was struggling to pick between a couple of pieces, and he went, "Well, what if we just did this for them all?" And he went, "All right, then, fine. Thank you very much." Yeah, yeah. And that's you know that's kind of the way that you know have an honest conversation with these people say this is i'm looking for something like this for this sort of value and yeah. they'll go well have you thought about this you thought about that and or they'll they'll just say let's see what we can do one, one of the things that plays into my mind as well when i'm buying especially at overseas conventions is transporting it think okay. about that so I always go over to there's usually a hot flip stall. And if you if you yep. walk over there with an original page in your hand, you know, try not to bend it, you know, and all this sort of thing. Try not to somebody as you walk over there go, Oh, you'll need one of these, mate. And they know it off by heart what size you want. And then make sure you've got a way of transporting it home. There's nothing worse. Trying to send stuff from the States. I tried it. Um me and Falpy tried to send stuff home. Too expensive. 
silly money if you try and send it from the convention center so you do need to think about transporting it and also don't be afraid. the one thing we haven't talked about is prints don't be afraid just to get a print signed yeah, you know if you're just in it because you love the artwork and you love you know supporting the creator and stuff like that i've got some of my favorite artwork that i've got from i've got um a uh, an excess page an ex an excess print framed by um by steve rude you know i just love that it, but you know it was a lovely option. I wanted to buy something off him. I was in another country and on holiday. I didn't want to spend like amazing amounts of money. Yeah. Print. This is, this is just Sign print. That's just good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think so. And they make, yeah. they look lovely in a frame as well. You know, so, Agreed. Yeah. so next time you're at a convention like, and, and you see a dealer store or sometime, or if you see an artist with some original artwork, have a look through. Spark mm. up a conversation with them. You, you never know. You might walk away with them. With an absolute yeah. amazing piece of artwork, and when you go to him, um, how much is this? And they go, yeah, that's just seven grand. You go, okay, it looks really nice. Thanks, yeah, mate. Yeah, Bye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no matter what you do, whether it's five dollars or five thousand dollars, you never forget your first. <laughs> I'm talking about artwork. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought Tony said it was a bacon sandwich. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's a real callback to the beginning of the pre-bacon. Yeah. Bacon. Man, I ain't heard that word in a long time. <laughs> I think I just made that up. I thought I made that one up. Is that a thing, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are the original hipster, but... That is true. Yeah, as everyone says that about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what everyone will probably say was, I've learned so much over the last hour. Well, we hope you have. Yeah, go go contact the small press artist you like yeah. and buy some pages off him because they'll yeah. be cheap or yeah. off her. Yeah. They'll be cheap and, uh, and if you just want to see what's about, just fucking just have a Google for something. Just like original artwork. If nothing else, you'll just look at some wonderful original artwork pages, even if they're just small thumbnails from a dealer. <laughs> it, I, I have I've had fun looking through that stuff. It's great. It's amazing. If you do want to commission uh, an original art, if you give the the artist a heads up before you get to the con, that's always another shout. As opposed to turn up on the day and say, "I want this." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that's a good way of doing it? So, if you pre, say pre, Gustavo pre Vargas, doing them is is nice. Yeah, like, sometimes you get a better drawing as well. I'd say because they're not yeah, distracted yeah. and you can I, rely I, on it I, being there. I, I yeah. can honestly say that's exactly the right case, Tony. I've I think I've, yeah. when I've had time to, and then someone turns up to the table and like giving their money, and I, they've walked away with a piece of artwork that I've been. I got yeah. quite pleased with one of the first ones I did a show when uh, we did the first London Super Comic Con. I was saying that like, I'm doing open commission. You did some commissions, Vince, didn't you? As yeah. Predators. Yeah. And I did like a girl who's like some semi famous cosplayer and she wanted to <laughs> drew her and uh, she wanted her as Wonder Woman. And I was like, okay. And did that. And she came and got it. It took like, ages doing that in person drawing, didn't you? You disappeared yeah. for ages with her. Well, you got. A- you got to take all the clothes off to get it right. You know what I mean? It's. <laughs> Why did you take your clothes off? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. how I draw. Where'd you? Hold on. Where'd you keep your? No, I'm not asking where you keep no. your, your pencils. Anyway, uh, we. I <laughs> use my, you know, as a, as a, yeah, as a, yeah, a paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> towel. Just hang a towel Don't, on it. We've all we're, done we're, it. Admit it. We've all done it. We're better than this. <laughs> Come on. No, we're not. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you lovely people out there are better than that and uh, yeah we hope you enjoyed that chat and Al so, thanks so much for lending a true knowledgeable voice of reason to yeah. the show well it was totally <laughs> yeah, 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 but... <laughs> I mean you guys know so much more than this yeah. than I do I'm yeah. real fucking yeah it's a lovely it's a lovely thing to look through if you're not doing even if you're not buying anything just to go through these you get you get an idea yeah. 
who's hot, who's got out, how to, how people work. A load of these pages, you can look at them online. You know, it's mm. great to look at. Yeah. yeah, I think, like you said, Vince, I would like the, the page that I get that someone who didn't know anything about comic stuff would come and look at the page. That's amazing. Look at the workmanship, craftsmanship, yeah. and, and work on that, and it yeah. can stand on its own. Yeah, yeah. it's fascinating. <clears throat> And another fascinating episode in the bag. But do we have any shout-outs this week, gents? I have. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks to Rob Hardingham for the extremely kind gift of a spinner rack. I now have a spinner rack in my office. <sighs> is, is, just... that, is that a bucket list item fulfilled? Yeah, that's, uh, I think is, so, it, yeah. It is, isn't it? It, it really it is. And I'm being serious. It is, isn't it? I sit there and stare at it. I do like, literally sit the, there and stare at it. What about the spinner rack? I put it in the spinner rack. <laughs> Um, no, be careful, Tony. <laughs> what you've, you've tried making love to it. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't dirty it. Oh, sorry. Come you've on, tried you fucking yeah, okay. your spinner rack. <laughs> More of that in a minute, by the way. Um, <laughs> superb. It was a superb drink and draw on Friday. Thanks to everyone who turned up. Um, yeah, really nice one. I even told that joke as well. Um, and a big shout out to Drew Hurd, who drew me as part man, part lion. <laughs> There you go. So we just drew um, a picture of you then. What we're doing a shout out to the people who did the drawings, the those that did the uh, the comic strips of us. Oh god, I was about to say that. That's my yeah. next one. Go on then. Fucking made me laugh. Now go on. So it's thanks to Andrew Hempel, Dave Hingley, and Kieran Squires and Aaron who organised it. Of people, what we've seen so far, they've done like I think it was to sort of celebrate the four hundredth, wasn't it? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah it was making me laugh. Um, speaking of Andrew Hempel um, as well. Old Comic Con is on the 15th of July at the Prince's Key Shopping Centre. Andrew Hampel is offering free tables to small press people at that convention. Hey, there you so go. he's flying the flag for small press. I know Andrew's a listener and he's a, he's a good geezer to go for a, a pint with because I did yeah. uh, in Brillington. If you contact him at Scaro Media, S-K-A-R-O, Scaro Media at hotmail.com, you can inquire about getting a table at it. And um, it's, it's an event, of course, that does have, you know, someone from Doctor Who, someone from Star Wars, you know, this sort of thing at it. But... He's also trying to get small press comics in there, and at Brillington mm. there was a long row of us. So we had a we had a blast chatting and selling comics and talking to the public, and yeah, a lot of people are turning up. We wouldn't normally see actual comics at a comic convention. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of cosplay event, but he's he's doing the right thing there, man. I I make him right around it, and uh, he's he's a good egg as well. And he was on, I think, as I met him, he was on the radio promoting it. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah, so it was good. Mm. Yeah, so go and, go and, go and contact Andrew. There you go. Nice, Dan. Come on. I've got. You know what I'm going to say. Lawless Comic Con. <laughs> the Double Tree by Hilton, Bristol. Uh, it's on the 28th and 29th of May. Uh, absolutely enormous guest list. If you're interested in uh, 2080 and British comics in general, uh, it's well worth checking out. Fraser Warwick, Warwick Fraser Coombs is going to be there. Yeah. He's yeah, it's going to be awesome. He's been in the prog now, so he's a proper star now, isn't he? Ah, there you go. Uh, yeah. We've also, I've got a shout out for a Kickstarter for Mahoney's. There's a lot of good Kickstarters running at the moment. Uh, yeah. Mahoney 6, the series finale, the final issue of the series from a, about a bar of supervillains and the epic finale of the standalone storyline. I'm not sure if that's the end of that or not, or if it, it goes on. I sort of saw it as a bit of a mini series, but I guess yeah. the threads can be spun out elsewhere, can't they? Yeah. Or, yeah. So, yes. So, uh, yes, that's my shout out this week. Lovely. Cool. Uh, also, a shout out to the, everyone who came along to Drink a Draw. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I did come in a bit later. It was uh, a chuckle. It yeah. was good. And thanks to Tom for sorting it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've sort of... As always, the the fourth Beatle. I know yes. Was, I know there was four Beatles. But... You were there, Al, weren't you? You come along. I was there. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's a good one. I remember some of the, uh, the things we were allowed to talk about mm. afterwards. But yeah. 
So um, keep your eyes. <laughs> you when, did... Whenever you listen to this, keep your eyes and ears open and uh, on social media or the slack. For the next one. For the next one. Yeah. You said there was the most outrageous comment you can think of, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Tony said that what's the most like for the idea of pitch for the worst most outrageous comic and I was like not not get involved in this no <laughs> no I know the not... baseline of this fucking group this is gonna go <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and and we're not cancelled look we've just made it to 400 episodes we don't want to can- get cancelled yeah alright we're gonna get cancelled from humanity it God. was when Tony was asked what television program he wanted to appear on, and Topless Darts was the answer. I think it was yeah, prehistoric for me. Prehistoric Topless Darts. He used to be on live TV. Very good. Yeah. The News how, Bunny was always a highlight. It, how is it prehistoric? Well, they dress as cavemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cave people. I mean, that, that's arguable. That explains it. I don't think it's historically accurate, but that's. Well, they get, <laughs> I don't think they, they had darts back then. They they kept birds and crows. Oh, that's, so that's the, the issue. <laughs> yeah, so they get birds from Croydon, so that's then the end of the pot. Croydon Box Park. Uh, Bringing it back, can I give yes, a quick shout out? Yes, <laughs> can. Shout out to um, to John Price, who um, basically, if you've ran a Kickstarter um, from as a UK artist or, or creator over the last few years there's a very very high chance that john has has backed you and therefore has put some money in your back pocket oh, cool. um, you'll know him on on twitter as either mr happy go lucky or at caladorm um okay. and all i'll say is he asks for some of the most interesting commissions <laughs> that sounds wrong he asks for <laughs> for commissions that, that i've found really amusing to work on in that he's asked me in the past to basically take the pens, go in and mash them up with other British comic strips, um, like the Perishers or um, things like that. So uh, as a a lot of you will know John, but not necessarily know him. He's a really nice guy. And as I say, sometimes I think we have to remember that the reader is part of our um, our construct and they deserve as much. Main part. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Cool. A wonderful shout out, and you know what? Yes, as, a re- as a reward, it's our it's our part of the recommendation section of the show. Yeah, and uh, Alan, we're going to get you to talk again. What would you like to recommend to our <laughs> lovely listeners this week? Okay, so I'm actually going to recommend um, an, an artist, um, David Dunlop. So it's David with a T. Um, he's he's Irish. I presume that's how he spells David. Um, anyway. Again, a really nice guy that I met at a convention end of last year. Um, he, he was tabling directly behind me, and, and, and we got chatting and stuff. And he, he's put out... He, he's one of these people who's been into comics for a long time, and it's taken him a while to become a creator um, mm. and just, just bite the bullet and, and get on with it, if you like. Um, and therefore, he's, he's still finding his feet in terms of how, what he's doing. But he's put out a number of really interesting little books and there's two of them I'd like to, to give a shout out to. One is called um, Poor Little Ghosts, um, which is essentially a, uh, a story that, that t- starts from the concept of saying, why is it that we only ever hear about ghosts that live in mansions? Why don't we ever hear about the ghosts that were actually living in the council house? Right. Um, and it's this whole thing about saying, you know, what, what ends up happening to ghosts that are penniless and can't afford to be ghosts and it's just a really nice take about it and there's a an image in this in this book that and it's not a spoiler at all but 
where there's he's basically got a beggar sitting in the street holding um you know a piece of card saying you know please give me one pound for my lunch type thing and sitting next to him is the ghost you know in the full sheet with the two eyes cut out just holding the Ouija board looking like he's holding the card in the same way that you would expect a beggar to hold a card and I just thought it was a really lovely image it's a really lovely book about just setting that out you know that perspective about saying you know from a social perspective what you know how do we, we why, why is it we only ever put memories into people who lived in mansions so that's mm. that's one of his books um his other book that's um also available on his SD account is um it's called the snail which is basically the the journey that a snail takes traveling through in the fact that it, it's from from point a to point b and it, it's the time that it's moving at is obviously much slower and much more controlled than all the things that are happening around it and the way that the snail just experiences life at a different pace um and again it's a really simple little storyline and the, the artwork that he's done for the snail is very clearly he's um got inspiration from dave mckean in that he uses lots of different uh things in here about oh, cool. you know f- uh, photographs of of um of shells but then using tipex to draw the actual snail in it and and, and if you go into these essay shops, well, you can. They've got um, individual ones where essentially what he does on the cover is use a little bit of print stick and some um, glitter. So it's obviously the the snail's trail across it. So they're all individual <laughs> yes. in that sense. And you know, so he, he's and on his actual table. He was at Thought Bubble last year as well. And on his table, he's got a number of other little things that he does. You know, little arty things, little zany things that are just really nice little different takes and you know he's the sort of person that you would miss in a big show um but i highly recommend looking him out so you'll find him on um on twitter as well as david t dunlop um yeah good stuff man and he did a little zine of naked ladies as well which i might buy he, I was going to say, you know, it's one of the books I've not looked at of his, but... Uh, oh, so right, yeah, that whatever. Was first, Nobody believes you, Nobody believes you. straight to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is I can't comment on the quality to that. That's yeah. <laughs> I've only seen one naked lady. That's all I need in my life. It's not true. Okay. Cool. It's not true, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two. Shall I go next? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, my first one is called The Ginormous Cockjew. Um, which is uh, if you read uh, Jerry <laughs> Dan laughed so you uh, need to I did. do you want I to did. spell that out Tony uh, ginormous G-I no it's uh, K-O-K-J-U I don't know what it means if you go to Jerry Duggan's Substack, which I subscribe to he says he says apparently he couldn't get uh, the words the name King Dong past the editorial <laughs> so you can understand what this book's going to be about it's written by Jerry Duggan as I said artist Scott Koblish hi Scott Scott followed us today on Twitter there you go hello uh, uh, colorist hi-fi letters by joe sabino a cover there's a cover by scott coblish and a cover by gary brown as well now this is basically a wild comedy about a giant monster who turns up in san francisco bay as they always do don't they it's always like tokyo bay or something like that isn't it? and he goes about destroying things shitting on things fucking things and literally fucking up the city um it has all the hallmarks of starting like we used to see on a, like a, a godzilla movie um, but it goes well beyond that in style and storytelling. It's it's it's, it's a pastiche and a, and a pistache, but it also satirizes other things in the world. Um, I actually can't think of a comic, a monster comic, more suited to us. And okay. I, I would definitely recommend all of us present on this call read it. Uh, really sort of bombastic, no messing about. Um, everything is everything is there. 
Um, by page six, um, the, the, so the, the monster in question, the kaiju in question, is this massive sort of purple winged creature um, who shits on the. He, he, he keeps shitting, um, and the poop is green, and it kind of looks toxic, stroke radioactive. Um, and it also contains, as you know, a lot of giant monsters poo does. Other little monsters that go on and start eating the the uh, um, <clears throat> the, the the population and getting in fights and stuff like that. The cover gives away, which I think is something that doesn't happen until further into the story. Gives away the fact there's a, a giant mech that turns up to fight this creature as well. Um, now that you don't see that mech in this first issue, I think that's heralding what happens further along in the story. But you do see what is what I think is probably going to be the pilot of the giant mech who's on the piss and is upset with only everyone and cynical and can't be bothered because he's drunk and he's in a bar. Doesn't want doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to uh, get involved. Now there's uh, a fuck to death, which is a big splash page of a monster having sex with a building, um, which is good, and you get a full monster dong in that one. Um, don't forget this is an image comic. Uh, there's a there's a there's a sort of admiral who's looking at what's happening from his ship in, with binoculars. And he says, "If we don't do our jobs, there are going to be a lot more dick smeared people." I thought that was quite a good little phrase. <laughs> um, Duggan uh, slips in sort of sarcastic little digs into it. Um, there's a man who's about to be eaten, and he pleads to the monster, "Oh, don't eat me! I've got a Tesla." <laughs> I thought it was great, and then gets eaten. Um, <laughs> And then there's a, there's a line where the, the monster's invading and all the police and army are, you know, tanks are arriving. To, and somebody says, luckily, we overspent on our police and military budget in the 21st century. No, we didn't, did we? Let's see if there's a monster invades. We're in trouble, aren't we? Right. Um, if somebody says the wrath of the cockjew is righteous. Um, <laughs> the bit where he bangs an office block, honestly. You, can't, you wouldn't. I'm like, I'm reading this book. I think, oh, right, monster invasion. Hang on. What's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Um, with his big, massive, weird, purple, pink scaled wiener. Yeah, there you classic. Go. Um, and some of the admiral seen shouts. One, you've seen them all. Yeah, the admiral shouts out at that point. Yeah, I reckon it's mating season. That's what he says. So it's really good. Scott Coblish, outstanding in this. It's just if you just want a fun comic, um, Jerry Duggan's a funny dude as well. He writes some great stuff. Just get this. Um, I got it on Comicsology, but you'll get it in the shops. I think it might have been sold out the first issue, but it's certainly doing well. It's getting, certainly being talked about. Um, but um, I wrote some notes on it this morning as I want to go into my cafe and write it in the morning. And then I thought, I'm going to, ne- I never do this, but I thought, I'm going to have a look to see if this has got any heat about it. I thought it was really good. I thought it'd be nice to see if this is getting some um, press, you know. So I went and had a look, Googled it, and every single review site is may as well be a fucking cut and paste. Really? And ridiculous. Like it mentions the same thing in the first line, the same thing in the second line. You know, I've, I, I guarantee if you go and Google for this, you will see the first the first line is Hoblish and Duggan previously worked on Despicable Deadpool. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say with I'm, I'll bet I'm true here when I say it that that's what it says in the press release. Yeah, oh, without a doubt, yeah. it's no doubt yeah. pretty much copy pasted from the press release. In this yeah. boom, boom. But they're, they're missing out some of the vital bits of this, the satire you know, about modern society yeah. that's coming through this book, you know, because they're, they're just cop, cut, cut and pasting, scanning the book and then writing this ridiculous review. If you're, but... if you're doing the same thing that 10 other sites are doing, why would anyone come to your site? Agreed, man. Who knows? Yeah. Do you know, I'm not saying but that. But it's the least journalism that. of, you know, if somebody's producing a press release, you don't yeah. have to write anything. You can just cut and paste it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's not about, you know, to be fair, as a small press person, you should be doing your own press releases so that you can get onto those sites with that cut and mm. paste. But yeah, it's it's disappointing. 
I yeah, just wonder right. how many people actually give a shit about those when you see a, the press release come out. Because, like, if you know, uh, I don't know, I mean, we, 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 how many readers read more than one site? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I we, I'm me and Dan are going to talk about a comic in a minute that came through to the the awesome comics pod, and I didn't. I read the comic first. I always make a point of reading the comic first, making a couple of notes what I think is about the bits I liked, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that, and uh, and then I'll go and read the press release because it might. What usually I only read it to say so I can work out who the company is, who drew it, what the origins of the story were. You know, is it mm-hmm. going to be a continuing yeah. series? Nothing to do with the contents of the comic. That's what I'm looking for is the little factual bits. Really, mm-hmm. if we're going to if we're going to recommend something, it's got to mean something to us as well. Yeah, you know. But yeah, anyway, get this fucking brilliant. Uh, the ginormous. Co- I don't want to say ginormous cop you. I don't know how you say it. That's K-O-K-J-U. So, yeah, get that. Um, it's a cracker. I'm on it. Really good. You guys got to fucking read this because you'll like it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like my yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Good. Dan, Who's what next? have you got? I've got, I've got three. So, well, I've, one I'm going to go in with you, T. You beast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to do the one, one with me last then? We'll go last. Yeah, one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I read Local Man 2. After cool. the That's a cracker. One. Absolutely loved that. I was like, I, I really wish I had this in a trade so I can just blast all the way through them. I, I, I want the experience of just being able to read this story all the way through. So when I got to the end of this, I was like, fucking hell, got to wait again for the next, next issue. But it does exactly what we did in the last one, where you get the, the two-thirds of the book is like the current day storyline of, uh, what's the guy's name, the character, Jack? Something Jack. Oh, you see, superhero name. Uh, Cross Jack, is it? Cross Jack, yes. Yeah. And then it flips back to the back of the book, where it's set like in a 90s image comic. And you're telling the kind of the glory days of when he was uh, actually cross Jack and jumping around with the spandex suit on. It's, it's a lovely little touch. And the, the kind of the various parody covers they have in the back are an absolute joy. Uh, being very late to the market for my second book, I picked up uh, volume one of the all new Ghost Rider written by uh, <laughs> Trad, drawn by uh, Trad Moore and written by Felipe Smith. Mm. And I fucking loved that. I was really enjoying it. Mm. Again, it's so small what you get in these bloody trades it's yeah it's i think there's four issues in this and he, he goes up against mr hyde which i think would is he one of the kind of i remember reading ghost rider years ago and hyde came up against ghost rider a couple of times they seem so ill fitted together yeah i'd put hyde as a spider-man villain or a, yeah like that really yeah but he's kind of in this he's up against ghost rider where hyde kind of like New York has got so many kind of criminals and uh, the kingpin, he decides to move his sort of drug business out to LA in the sort of, uh, in the in the hood, as it were. And that's where the, the story's set. You can tell Tradmore obviously taking time with the, the locale because it, it looks like exactly where it's set. Oh, uh, uh, cool. Tradmore's, I think I have read this. I've just haven't looked at it for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tradmore's stuff, love it. Uh, it. It ties into, I put up that Marvel Midnight Suns game because it went on sale. And oh, yeah. I've been fucking loving it. I've really enjoyed it. It's, oh, right. Cool. I, I wish the comics were written like that. I would be all over that fucking comic. It's a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, if you, you like your video games, go check out that. Yeah. Midnight Suns is like a high school drama, the recent series. Don't bother with it. In this one, kind of the story, Lilith kind of like breaks out and like these kind of mystical heroes have to tra- like team up with kind of some of the more modern day Avengers and there's a bit of a, a culture clash. Right. Uh, but it's like when some of the characters say stuff, that made me laugh. And I was like, I didn't expect myself to be laughing at this. But 
it's because I've got such a love for some of the characters that I, li- I literally, I literally just uh, looking, picking up an issue here. You can hear the rustle of the polythene that I've kept it in. Night Stalkers number <laughs> one that we picked up from a comic mart collector's item issue. Of course it is. Yeah. But that, <laughs> part of that was uh, Rise of the Midnight Suns, and one yeah. of the reasons I got this issue and why I liked it is because it was Marvel like properly. Yeah, it was still like superheroes and over the top kind of like nonsense, but it was Marvel doing horror. And demons yeah. and darkness, yeah. you know. And you got like um, it says in each issue here. This was in the Rise of the Midnight Suns story. I wonder if you can get that in trade. I'd love to read that actually. Hmm. Um, get on the app, mates. On the app. That was Ghost Rider. <laughs> it was also Spirits of Vengeance number one, Morbius yep. number one, Darkhold number one. Yeah, Darkhold. Yeah, yeah. I got Night that. Stalkers yeah. number one, and and Ghost Rider thirty one. So two Ghost Rider issues sort of like bookended this story. And, and now well, it's like bloody high school drama. Get yeah, it's, yeah. One of the kids goes to a high school. In yeah. the game, fucking Michael J. White voices Blade. It's just oh, right. It's absolutely perfect. Okay. It's absolutely spot on. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know that voice. So it's fuck me. It's He's, Michael J. White. He is the nicest fucking dude in the world. I watched a couple of interviews with him recently because him and um, Atkins are mates, aren't they? Big yeah. mates. And I've watched a couple of interviews, and they're fucking. They're funny together. Funny as fuck yeah. they are. Dan, yeah. Did, you, did you... you also see that um, someone the, the blade costume? Someone actually made that, and he, there's pictures of him in it. Really? Oh, they? Oh, as, cool. as, as blade, which is just fucking awesome. Spe- speaking of which, how much is Scott Atkins living the high life now after being in? He's doing well. Oh man, he's what, uh, I what a loved, dude. I love John Wick, but he and when I saw him, I chuckled and then said to Joe afterwards, "I spoke to him." Yeah, he's our <laughs> mate. <laughs> 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 I say, if you're looking for a good Michael J. White martial art film, uh, Blood and Bone. Blood and Bone. Oh, man, so what a fucking good. movie. That, that scene in the toilet in the prison. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. So good. Yeah. So good. Anyway, where were we? you got right. you got one more that you're going to double team. Oh, yeah. Well, you go first, Sophie. You'll have yours. Okay, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll uh, I'll, I'll jump in with one I picked up this week. I kind of got two. I'm just going to, and I'll do my minor shout out. Um, it's kind of more of a shout out rather than a recommendation maybe my second one but my first one is from the oh hang on I've just got to make sure I get the creative team up um, script by John Allison uh, art by Max oh, I know Sarin. what this is going to be yeah. Max Sarin colours by Sammy Boras and letters by Jim Campbell so right there are um, two, two guests who've been on the show yeah two two people from hard working people from the small press scene and this I is... knew you'd read this as soon as I saw it. I thought, right, <laughs> you're definitely going to read this. The Great British Bump Off. <laughs> this is from Dark Horse Comics. Bump. Yeah, <laughs> there are. Um, <laughs> I knew. I knew as soon as I picked it. I thought, what's Tony going to say about the cover? <laughs> um, and this is well, it's exactly um, what you imagine it is. This is an Agatha Christie star. It's a, basically a murder mystery set. Kind of the shorthand is if there someone got murdered in the Great British Bake Off. Um, it's, a, it's an English. You just compa- read this because you appeared on Bake Off a couple of weeks back. Yeah, oh, good point. Yeah, don't make he me, don't he don't like that. Don't, don't like make it. me mute you, you fuck. I don't care if you're a guest. I'll kick you right off this fucking Zoom call into space. <clears throat> Didn't I mean, touch a nerve. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Al. I'm sorry. Al. Um, <laughs> I'm just bitter that they haven't paid me for the appearance. Anyway, um, so this is basically John. It's the creative team from Giant Days, 
So I know there's a lot of people like Max Sarin was the artist for Giant Days and yeah, Campbell lettered Giant Days, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I don't know whether whether Sammy Boras coloured any of the later ones, but certainly, one absolutely amazing job she's done colouring this. Um, basically, it is about a, a sort of amateur baker called Shauna Wickle, and she uh, she joins the this sort of British baking competition that's on telly. And her goal is to delight the judges, charm the nation, and make a few friends along the way. But when a fellow contestant is poisoned, it falls to her to apprehend the culprit while avoiding premature elimination from the UK bakery tent and being the poisoner's next victim. <gasps> bum, 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 and all that nonsense. Um, I love a good murder mystery, me. I love that sort of... Uh, I love the sort of Agatha Christie-style stuff and the Miss Marples or the Jessica Fletchers. You know, all of that... Um, and to put it's just one of those sort of setups that you think oh, of course that's just a great idea putting that sort of murder mystery in a baking competition you know um the, for for me it starts off really strong that it the writing is feels very british it yeah i know it's sort of set in england but you know sometimes like you get some it's books. massive in the states that program isn't it yeah they love it over there the british version i mean yeah, yeah. And it's it's definitely it it keeps a consistent tone. Um, I think uh, Sarin is an absolutely phenomenal talent. Um, if you like that sort of uh, Disney and I think they worked for um, Disney Animation I think for a bit before moving into comics, um, and maybe they're still still doing a bit of both. They have such a brilliant take on. Well, character design. One of the important things about comic books that we always say is you've got to be able to tell people from each other, haven't you? <laughs> when there's a cast of characters. And certainly, there are a bunch of different contestants. You know exactly who everyone is, even the presenter and stuff. There's, You can tell there's that satire. There's the um, the caricaturization of what the Bake Off is. Um, but it's also colourful. It's bright. It's sort of bubbly. It's less... When, it, when it's a murder mystery, it's less sort of like shocking blood and gore and more you know sit down with a cup of tea and uh it's got that sort of agatha christie Miss was it like a, yeah vibe. i was gonna say miss marple yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more that kind of vibe um there's this uh the first page immediately has the sort of lineup of guests and you got for instance that there's uh duncan who's the dental technician the main shauna is a student you got will who's a database database programmer there's sunil who's a yoga instructor trevor's who's a bus driver do you know what i mean there's a wide sort of <laughs> titus street musician um if tony esmond was a hipster he would be titus uh, <laughs> titus esmond, <laughs> titus esmond. <laughs> Oh, that, that's that's a strong name. That's a strong name. It is, yeah. Um, so immediately you have this cast of characters, and and it's not, it's only just getting started. The the one thing I will say, the um the art the delivery of it, the visual delivery of it for me was stronger in the first issue than the script. That's not to say that there's nothing against the script whatsoever. It just felt like it was just kind of getting going. Um, I think I'm I'm going to keep getting this in issues. Okay. I, I, yeah, I I think I'm going to keep getting it in issues just because I like this creative team. But I will say it, it'll probably work really nicely as a collection. Do you know what I mean? That sit down, have a cup of coffee and, you know, a slice of cake. Um, but for now, I was just, it's just such a, a pleasant surprise. You know, when sometimes when you look at the new releases and it's like dark, darkness, crime. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Bake Off and cake. You know, <laughs> I, it was something I didn't know I needed. And, uh, and who doesn't love cake? 
That's all I've got to say. So the Great British Bump Off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be careful every time I mention it on this why? show. You know why. <laughs> you know why. Um, that Keeping is it my, British. That is my high recommendation this week. The other one I just wanted to mention, and it was something I mentioned to the guys on the WhatsApp. Um, I want to put a, a shout out to the the artistic and creative team of the new Marvel Predator book. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I I said on social media, I'm going to try this. You know, I, I'm not going to. I'm going dis- to get rid of all those dispersions of things. I hadn't read anything. I hadn't read anything else. I believe that. it was only when Tony said about it. There was a series before this that I hadn't read at all, so I didn't. Yeah, it's just finished that. on the app. Actually, it was yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that by the end of this issue, it ties into that. I don't know. What I will say is, uh, uh, Netho Diaz or Netho Diaz, who's the artist for it, is brilliant. Um, Dan, you'll be interested in this. They worked on GI Joe before this. Oh, right? there you go. So they're they're very good at sort of soldiers and weaponry. Military stuff. Yeah, military stuff. Um, so that was really the artwork was just really good. It was just <clears throat> the story was like. Bit generic, isn't it? Generic, and mm. it was like they copied and pasted a lot from the Adrian Brody uh, Predator movie, which I like. But I always you know, find they got to be kept if you do movie times or, or stuff like that, and they just keep ripping out lines from the the films and just dumping them in it, like looking for. It's like, no, don't do that, man. The f- the like, first page is, and that's the thing I, I got to say. I, I just want to give a shout out to the people that have created this because the 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 efforts there. Do you know what I mean? I just sometimes mm. think that when they're writing these sort of movie times, it's a little, I don't know, maybe it's a shortcut I don't want to say, I don't want to well, say anything it, too negative about it. Problem with times is who's it for? Ex- yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, because I'm a Predator fan. I, I want to read a Predator comic that gives me something fresh, new, you know, uh, something that I'll be like, oh, that's really cool. You can only do that in comics. Amazing. The first page of this is a bunch of soldiers running through the jungle and they say what the hell are we running from i've got the page in front of me now uh damned if i know looked like the jungle came alive and gutted another soldier in front of me what that's like and you say like they, they call them predators and that they, they don't later on <laughs> there, there are two people spoilers spoilers for this story um some of the soldiers that are in this they're all taken from different time periods don't ask me why don't know um, I think, <laughs> um, but two of them are tied into the awful Shane Black Predator movie. Oh, I think so, and uh, so they talk about um, we've been tracking them throughout the years. But you know, this happened. We call them predators. I was like, no, we don't. When when does anyone? Uh, am I that's am I going crazy, gents? No, no that's never. Actually called them. No, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. No, I can't no. think of it. No, no. They're just called like alien hunters, aren't they? The alien race is like the, the Yakuta or something, isn't it? They do have an actual alien race name. But when was that mentioned? I don't, I'm not sure if that's mentioned in any of the films. Yeah. But these people wouldn't know, would they? No. Yeah. I mean, and, but well, got, I, I wouldn't expect the writer to do any research whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or the editors to do any. Yeah. That's a there, bit, that's a bit much. A, there is a page that I, I, I screen capped <laughs> to the people. Spoilers if you want to read this. It might, might turn out to be a really good series. I don't know if I'll continue it. There's a, you had it right earlier. They're aliens. We call them predators. Mm, I gritted my teeth so hard. I think yeah. I chewed them. I ground them into powder. Anyway, and then <laughs> they say, we have files on them. Three encounters that we're aware of Columbia in 1987. LA in 1997, and then in 2018. 
They were in Mexico, Tennessee, Georgia. We had one then. We were studying it, part of a joint investigation. That's that Predator movie, isn't it? I'm not crazy. That's that no, I'll Shane Black. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking what? <laughs> was Is like... that the one with Psylocke in? What's the name? Yeah, yeah, Jim, yeah, yeah. And and like you really setting Predator two in in that basis? Because that. L.A. in yeah. 1997 is the one they're talking about. But also, that's yeah. not 90, it's not 97 for the movie, though, is it? No, no. Yeah. Well, well, no. The movie came. No, the movie came out in 1990, didn't it? But it was set because I, I watched Predator two recently. It's set in the future, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. it was set yeah. in, a, in a kind of an alternate future of L.A., wasn't it? You know, it's not. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a kind of a Robocop style future. Yeah. Where shit. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. we're overthinking this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's. Mm. Everything so, in this Predator comic. You know, yeah. Have other people maybe reading this as their first ever Predator comic and thoroughly enjoying it? Sure. I, I hope so, so Alan. Not, I, not I, for you. I really yeah. hope so. Um, but it wasn't for me. But do you know how to kill Predators? This is what they tell you in the book. Do you know how to kill them? Garlic. Mm. Well, they can't possibly. cross running water. Possibly. They just say <laughs> bullets. Lots and lots of bullets. And a me- metric shit ton of luck. I'm good. Oh. Let's have a plan. Sorry, I, I was just going to briefly mention it, but one. Who's right on it? I'm sorry. Um, this is Ed Brisson. Mm. So the story okay. could tie into that previous. Like I say, I've got no knowledge of that previous series that you just finished, Tony. So when it ties, yeah, into that's the- just a female being chased through space and chasing herself because she's trying to revenge a particular alien predator character. Well. Um, yeah, right, which is it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you they turn up at the end because the way they're marketing the second issue, it, it tells you right, right on the cover. Um, we said before they're like with Predator. Predator, what stories do you tell? So someone has to be hunted, and that's pretty much the I story, just, isn't it? I, I just someone's I just, being hunted, and I just leave know. it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. To mash up the Danny lovers here, I'm, I'm just getting too old for this shit. Shit, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But um, yes, but honourable mention to the creative team. So. Mash up, uh, jingle all the way, and Predator, oh, where yeah. Arnie is trying to get the gift for his son, and he's yeah. been hunting through uh, the metropolis by oh. a Predator trying to stop him. God, I'd watch that. <laughs> right, okay. There's still a porn version of it. What? Right. One thing, <clears throat> film popped up today. I did just quick mention this. I didn't realise this. Uh, Galaxy Quest. We've all seen that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah? There's a guy, the actor, I'm not sure his name, but he's called, uh, his character's Tech Sergeant Chen. And whenever he gets introduced on camera, he looks at the camera and kind of squints his eyes. And that's a throwback from where the, the old days in TV were like a Western, we were playing an Asian character. And they would do that kind of squint at the camera to make themselves appear oriental. Thank and you. that's a callback to that. And I was like, fucking hell, I didn't even realize that. And I read something up. It's like, yeah, that's what they did as, as part of the film to sort of take the piss out of that. I was like, that was an inside joke that completely ran over the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, the yeah. next time you see that film, every time they do like Tech Sergeant Chen, he looks at the camera and does that that movement yeah. to kind of like mock. Yeah, because yeah, that's that Tony uh, Shalub, isn't it? Yeah. The, the monk guy. He's really funny. Oh, uh, he's yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. like him. He's good normally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch out for that when it pops back on. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, we do our last one? Burger. Shall I lead off on it, Dan? Yeah. So it's uh, Burger, Nothing But Cheap Meat, right, written by Ben Carey, art by uh, Gorklum, who is a lady from Russia. Um, it's produced by Running Ground Comics, and I'm going to read the little blurb from the back of it. Fever can I, Dream. Can from... I just say, this cover is one of the most arresting covers I've seen this year. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like a 
a cover with sort of tumors growing out of a bloke's face, isn't it? Yeah, essentially. like a Junji yeah. piece. It's yeah, it is nice. Yeah, you can see there's an influence there. We had a little yeah. chat about that. Yeah, I definitely know it's an influence. Um, fever dream, tumor induced hallucination, extraterrestrial mind control. Well, once you swallow that shit down, it looks the same. <laughs> um, this slipped into the ACP email um, a couple of months ago, actually, funny enough. Um, Running Ground is a project run by Ben Carey and Liam Garrigan, from, who, who are based in London, I believe. Uh, I had a search on Kickstarter, and it looks like issue two is already uh, already has a landing page. So I know briefly, I must have missed it because I didn't see it on the shelf in Gosh, but briefly it was for sale in Gosh as well. Black and white, uh, full-on he- horrors of the flesh. <clears throat> it opens with a kid called Burger. If you read it, you'll find out why he's called that. Um, and he's being told in hospital that he hasn't got long to live. And he wanders the streets and he sees the li- the lives of others living in the company of each other. But he's very much a loner and alone. Mm. Um, then whilst asleep <clears throat> or awake, it's not actually clear whether it's a, it's a dream or it's a reality or what's happening to him. He, um, he has a moment where I'm going to call it a phallic slug with a pair of spikes on the end of his um, burrows in through his ear and into his brain. Um, have any of you guys seen the movie Cronenberg's Rabid? Have you seen that? Not for years. Yeah. Well, she's got yeah. like a phallic armpit scorpion thing, um, which sort of appears from under her armpit and injects people and passes on this rabid thing. And he reminded me a little bit of that. It's that fucking oh, horrible looking, you know? <clears throat> but well done. The, the the doctor's useless and he tells him to go home and have some fun, and try and get laid and stuff like that. But um, he goes off. And he's very much a sort of incel conspiracy theory kind of conspiracy theorist kind of person. And you see, like, there's this double page spread of him looking at stuff like 4chan and the Silk Road on tour and Bitcoin and all that sort of thing. You know where nutters live online. Yeah. That's that sort of area. Um, it plays with a descent into madness. Um, and the, for that reason, it, I found it really interesting. It's probably something you could pretty much only do in maybe a comic or animation. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Um, He's taught. He's tortured himself. What are you going to say, Dan? Sorry, mate. He's got this kind of. He's been diagnosed with a, a, something in his brain, like a, a tumor or a growth or something. Yeah. And the doctor's like, "We can't do anything about this," as as you've mentioned. And he deludedly think it might be a parasite in his brain from this this act that he, he did when he was younger, somehow related to that. Yeah. And he's completely disassociated with everyone. He cannot see himself as a person or with other people can he he's no yeah he's totally lost yeah he's 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 basically an outsider and the book takes two turns which i'm not going to ruin but it takes one turn that is like fucking you wonder how much lsd the dude's done you know mm. or how much it's really fucking with his brain because something happens and then you're back again at his place and it takes another turn then which lays it up to be a series i think yeah, something murderous. Let's call it something murderous. Happens in the last few pages. That if you read the press kit they sent through, lays it up to the following series. And I'm guessing the two's pretty much nearly done at the moment. But the artwork is just um, like you said, Dan. It's very Ito, that sort of horror yeah. side of manga influence. But it's utterly demented. You know, what did you think about it, mate? I love. I tell you what, I really love the the contrast between uh, the textures on clothing and the environment and on people's skin. And it's something you often see in manga where someone will be wearing a leather jacket and it's been fully rendered and looks like that. Yeah. And then the skin's quite flawless. And the contrast in that, that they've managed to achieve in this, brings such a real-worldness to it. It feel, makes feel the textures and everything feel very real and vivid. And He looks washed out and drained yeah. and, and, you know, just 
you know, pale and an outsider, and you know they they play with that. There is a, a moment where he speaks to a girl in it who's his sort of confidant friend, but even he turns away a bit from her, doesn't he? You know. Yeah, it's um, really, really was kind of wow. This is fun. it's really nice. I'll definitely be back in the second one. If someone yeah, that. I mean, it's not mainstream. It's got underground written all over it. It's, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's very much the sort of small indie, small press kind of scene for us. Um, but it's nice to see that people are out there doing this stuff where they're just really experimenting. They're just throwing mm. everything at the page. And it, like you say, Dan, there's no small amount of art in this book. No, you know, this is like yeah. full on. Um, it's, there's there's a couple of pages I thought well, I'm not sure about that. Some of the figure drawing, but it, it's an underground book, so you feel yeah, you feel the craft that that's is fine. actually popping off the page. Yeah, yeah just fucking yeah, yeah. through it. it has a has a real and feel about it as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Man. Yeah, pages, the black and white rights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, there's good a, stuff. So a properly twisted sort of splash page right at the end, inside cover, back cover, inside back cover. That it looks like you could just glance over it as like texture, and then you could just stare at all the worms. Yeah, and you just yeah. start to get lost. I just actually clocked what that is. He's holding. I didn't really see that at first. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, that's the spoiler at the end of the issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I've actually ordered the the hard copy of this. I, I, I oh, nice one. Like, yeah. So yeah, and um, we'll let you know when issue two. If you if you're going to get on this, we'll let you know in issue two because I suspect they'll probably issue two and issue one will come out at the same time on the yeah. Kickstarter as well. If there's sort of any, any sorry, I regret stuff. taking so long to address it. Yeah, sorry guys. Yeah, I know you sent some very polite reminder emails. I must admit, um, yeah, which was nice. But uh, yeah, so certainly some guys running Grand Comics. Certainly some people I'm going to keep an eye on. Um, mm-hmm. um, we'll we'll yeah. message them once we've sent this out. But burger, <clears throat> nothing but cheap meat. Yeah, that sounds fine, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Um, and we hope that um, if you've got a comic then um, you'll throw it our way and we can look at it, discuss and hopefully shout shout out about it on the show or if there's anything that we spoke about this week that you want to hear some more on or maybe give us your own take then there's several different ways you can do it you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com follow us on social media at the awesome pod join the slack group um, there's loads of more people are joining that all the time. There's a wonderful community of people on there. Discussion going daily about all different types of, whether it be crowdfunding, art, probably lots of stuff we talked about on on this episode and beyond as well. So get in touch with us to to join that. We're also on like Facebook, etc. Uh, thank you for listening to us on the web, whether it was on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, then please. Subscribe and leave a review. It really does help out the show and get us there. Quite a lot of people listen on Apple, so um, yeah, I do. I use Apple for my so podcast. So please, yeah, you know, put a shout out for it or let us know what you think because um, we want to know what you think about the show and stuff. I think you can leave a review on Spotify as well, can't yeah. you? I think you can do it. Then. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of which, if you listen to us on Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod, the Pod Network. Pod bananas are actually for eating. Lovely. <laughs> I'm not taking that any further. But what <laughs> what I will say is, once again, thank you very much to our guest, Alan Henderson. You are, as always... Thanks, Bates. Uh, thank you for believe, having me. I can't believe it's been so long since you've been on the show proper. Yeah. So, been like a... All the little appearances, and as I say, you know, we, we, if you want to find Tony and I talking about other nonsense, then you'll find us in NIA. No, 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 no. I'm not having any cross-pollination advertising. <laughs> We've got another one coming up, haven't we? Have, 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 have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? Never on anything.com. Easy. Go, okay, Dan. 
I'm on Twitter at Vanguard Comic. Oh, fuck it. I'm on Twitter at Vanguard Comic. <laughs> you could read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. And if you want to buy any more comics, you can go to DZPublishing.BigCartel.com. Yes. Sweet. And you should also support his Patreon because there's always sketches. I always lo- love and open. Thanks, man. That Patreon and seeing what. Just getting a little hint about what's coming up in Vanguard. It's always, it's I, uh, quite we're trying to do it on the app, like and typing on the iPad. And if you click anywhere outside where you've been typing, it shuts the whole post down. So there's times where I've written a load of stuff down, accidentally brushed it, and it's cleared it all. Oh no! I, I do swear quite loudly. I don't think my wife <laughs> appreciates that. <laughs> Amazing, but she's still with you. God bless her. Yeah, lucky yeah. lady. Hell yeah! Indeed. Yeah. Um, you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo and uh, on my YouTube channel we've started another actual play show so um, put it in the show notes follow me on social media I'll be ranting about that as well is that for uh... Safe Space yeah that's Safe Space the the Mothership RPG actual play yeah I was going to say Mothership but it's Safe Space is the series Mothership is the game is the game yes system yes yes Yes. it's great fun this one's a little more uh, Colonial Marines than the Oh, oh, so they, that, that. The, the things come to an end. The, 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 the original fir- story. The, the first se- season has finished, but season two is on its way. Nice. Might be a marine in it. You, you can be marina. Well, it's only three. <laughs> Aqua marina. Aqua marina. Um, is the second one tied into the first? I'll do it. I don't want to give away too much away. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. I, my family used to tease me mercilessly about fancy and marina. Uh, so, oh, Aqua Marina. Yeah, that's quite a deep cut. I'd, I'd do it definitely. Can, uh, oh, she was a puppet, and she, she, didn't, she didn't talk. St- Stingray was my favourite of all the series. She didn't talk. Had the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just leaving that, Tony, because I'm just going to let you dig your own ditch there. Um, Who's that interesting? Because the Stingray was an absolute banger. Absolute banger. Yeah, best, it was. Yeah, best theme tune as well. Wasn't that by the bloke who did that at avenues and alleyways? That bloke. I don't know. Is it him? I, I don't, don't know. know. It sounds like a James Blunt album. So, uh, anyway. Can you imagine telling someone that the big Blunt. one of the big things about the intro was it was in black and white and went to colour? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, yeah, not all TV programmes used to be in colour. Yeah. yeah. I knew a bloke once and his middle name was Stingray. Generally, that's two. Amazing. How cool is that? Yeah. yeah. Good. Alan, where can people find you, <laughs> you online? Um, and is your middle name Stingray? No. Nor is my middle name Brick, and I still don't know why you, why the kid was called Brick. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> never tell that joke. Um, <laughs> that would need to be a safe I never place. Know yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, so, if you want to find me online, just search for Penguin on any form of social media. Cool. There you go, and you really should, because he's got an enormous library of hilarious mm. comics yes. to check out. I said library, Tony. Don't bring ginormous. Don't. <laughs> Enorbus. Enorbus. What an enormous episode. Enorbus yes. knob. Yes. <laughs> we, we hope. That sounds like a character it. from Harry Potter. Just Professor Enorbus <laughs> <Professor actually>. <laughs> Nob has appeared with his wand. Why is his second name Nob? It's, that's the family name. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, I suppose so. That's from a long line of knobs. Yeah. Just. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> what a family tree. My. my f- my father was a knob. My grandfather yeah. was a knob. <laughs> my mum was a knob. Yeah. What a grand... I want to carry the proud knob name forward. <laughs> carry that knob. My children will be knobs. Anyway, this is a highbrow show, so thank you very much for listening. Join us next week for more fantastic comic chatter and 
who knows? You might also learn something next week as well. Apart from the whole, don't listen to what the host normally talk about because it's just absolutely nonsense. By the time just the guests. Well, we've got an interesting one again next yeah. week, yeah. haven't we? Another one. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be well worth checking out. But until then, have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. Make loads of comics. Because, and we hope you're happy, healthy, and doing okay. Because we love you very much, don't we, Dan? Yes. Alan, I know you love the listeners, don't you? Oh, 100%. There you go. Tony? Nah, fuck that shit. <laughs> we did get out of you last week. Yeah. You did say love. Who did I love last week? You said, I think you tweeted saying we love all the listeners or something. Oh, yeah, that's why I had to tell that joke. Yeah, so a, could talk a, a mo- moment yeah, of yeah. weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I said much love, and he said, that means you love us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. For whom could ever le- learn to love a beast? Shout out to Beauty and the Beast there, the original. An Orbit, an Orbit snob. An Orbis. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. See you next week, folks. As always, what should they do? Stay, stay awesome. Stay awesome. That's pretty good this week. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, Alan, you're bringing the, the quality control up, and I'm, right I'm up. here for it, girlfriend. Com- comedy's all a bit timing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.